The title of this episode is called Reclamation. We chose this name because in order to fully accept and take ownership of your history, you must be willing to accept all parts of it, especially the negative parts. We invite Mark, a good friend of mine whom I consider to be a mentor to me, and he delivered some great content that I knew that he would. We're very excited for this fourth installment of our Black History Month series, and we hope that you can enjoy and appreciate the ideas being conveyed. So without further ado, here we go. The goal of the Salumas podcast is simple. Take a candid, objective, and often comedic approach to the human condition. In keeping with this, the use of expletives, crude humor, and references to harsh realities are commonplace. If you find any of this to be offensive, please throw your listening device in the trash. If not, enjoy the show. For another episode of the Salumas Podcast, this is Kalu. This is Chris. This is Brandon in the background. And we have a special guest that is a very, very, very good friend of mine. Someone who I consider a mentor to me. Uh, he is part of the reason why I'm in the technology field and why I think a lot of the thoughts that I do. So I want to introduce you guys to Mark Twain Carpenter. So go ahead and tell us about yourself, man. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Mark Twain Marcello, so I don't use my last name. Oh, God, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, what do you want me to like? Nah, huh? you don't have to. No, nah, you don't know that. It's been since, that's how long it's been since we talked. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Damn, I'm, wor- I'm, wor- I'm, working, I'm working on dropping it. It's really, really? easy to do in Tennessee, yeah. Really? Just go and it's like 10 minutes in front of the judge and a lot less paperwork. What do you want to be? Uh, like what last, like? I might make one up. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, but um, I got to drop the that's last the name. Fuck. Part, part, partly, maybe for the same reasons, I'm not so sure how I feel about Black History Month. You know what I mean? Hey. I haven't no. thought about it in a long time. But, uh, but uh, you know, someone owned me. You know, someone, someone owned my my family. And <laughs> it's some guy's name, and uh, I think part of the the reconciliation is uh, recontextualizing. You know, reclaiming um, your own identity. Yeah. So I think some. Black History Month kind of reminds me of that. It's definitely sure. something un- unreconciled there, yeah. something we still have to work on. I don't, um, so I don't, it doesn't strike me as something ceremonial anymore. It used to, you know, I don't have like the pride thing about it. It just reminds me of a, a lot of work that needs to be done. And um, that's how I feel about it these days, you know. Wow, wow. You know, I think in, and I know that in one of our previous episodes, I talked about how, that was something that I would weaponize when I would get shit on for not being black enough is that I would tell other black people, I know where my name comes from. Oh, yeah. And, you know, after a while, I kind of felt like an asshole it's about it. Trump card. Man. I know, I know. Mm. But, like, that was the thing where it was like, I know every bit about my generations and stuff like that, and I don't mm. need Ancestry.com to, to yeah. figure out where I come from. Oh, and yeah. so uh, that's really, really interesting. I've never heard of a, a, a black person that said, I want to ditch my my name yeah it's, and in the it's american culture go. that's a i think mm-hmm. it's something it's like the new wave is that everyone's trying to figure out where mm-hmm. they come from but i think that's kind of where it stops there for a lot of people they're uh-huh. like okay i know where my name comes from but no one's just like i don't like this past well, and i want to change and, it and yeah. even think about it whenever people make those active bids to you know take control of their identity or whatever through changing their last name or something like that it gets kind of ridiculed in mainstream society it's not something that is like 
like even what is it coming to America when they were oh, I'm still gonna call him Cassius Clay. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. in the barber shop. Yeah. And that's the black community yeah. saying that. So I mean, it, mm. it's considered passe amongst a lot of black folks, and you know, it's definitely in the white communities. They're like, oh, why, why would you change your name to Yasin yeah. Bay or something like that's that? That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. What so what continues or what do you think is the work that needs to be done? I know you said that there's a lot of work that needs to be done. I know you and I have talked about it, but let's. Let's unpack it here. Yeah, um, par- um, part of it is honest history. I think you, if if you thought about that that topic, um, Black history and, and America's history with races, much as you and I have, after a while, man, you have to you have to narrow it down to something still there. You know, as far as removed we are from that history, not uh, chronologically, it wasn't that long ago, but it's long enough ago that. It makes you. It begs the question: You know, what is it that's still remaining? So, if not, if not only for the sake of experimentation, I try to imagine what work hasn't been done, no matter how silly or you know it may sound. And that's that's part of it. Sort of getting uh, one's identity back. It has to have a bigger impact, especially on those whose uh, culture is predicated on deep identity mm-hmm. and ritual and social, you know, man, man-to-man mm-hmm. uh, value systems, you know? And so it's got to have bigger effect on us than we realize. Mm-hmm. So we could start with dead, dead honest history, you know, no, no frills history, no um, nothing softened up. So I, not I, like our normal history books well, where it's like a highlight reel for... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for, for Caucasian dudes. Caucasian highlight uh, yeah. reel. Yeah. yeah, like it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't have to be full to the... Uh, to the last page with black history and the first black guy to do this or the first oh, black God. person to do that. Yeah. Not that. It's just, I don't think it, it leaves uh, young people with the, an understanding of how they got to where they're at and what's significant about it. Mm. So you end up with uh, something like schizophrenia in the way we behave, you know? Wow. It, it's got to be important. When I compare African descendants of slaves to people who make their way to this country uh, by other means and see like where we go different at, it seems to always boil down to that to me. Our loss of identity has got to be a bigger factor than we realize. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. We won't, we won't um, practice the nexus, necessary uh, solidarity to overcome some things, especially economic things, and I don't know how you would if you don't have a tighter identity. You know, where, where, where does everybody go after high school that's like Vietnamese? Where do they go <laughs> yeah. at, man? I don't see it. They don't, I, I don't see them at the college, not for real, man. I, I grew up a lot of Laotian and Cambodian Vietnamese uh, friends, you know? Yeah. Um, it's their pop, there are a lot of people like that in Bowling Green. Um, they disappear. Well, then later on, when you get grown, you see them again, and they're running in the laundromat or a restaurant or something like that for their family. And it, 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 it does more for them... Um, with respect to work that needs to be done, it does more for you to just have your own lemonade stand to integrate into um, a structure that wasn't set up with you in mind and therefore has a lot of um, pitfalls and a lot of things that um, you might not expect that won't serve you as well as you, as you think. Mm. I make a ton of money now. I do what I, what I always wanted to do for a living, yeah. and I can't do anything for my people. I can't hire one young man if I wanted to. Wow. I can't bring someone to to live with me to benefit off of how nice my lifestyle is because if their mentality is not where mine is, we can't stand to be around each other. Mm-hmm. I can't be around my people <laughs> for too long and maintain 
the professional uh, output that I do, which is what gives me the upper middle class lifestyle. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's where a big mistake happens. I've heard said we don't give back. You know, we I've don't pull that. people up. But it's some something about it's difficult. You know. Was it Doctor Die that said that post, uh, like during integration, that was a double edged sword because then it opened up the capitalist structure to take advantage of blacks, whereas otherwise blacks did business with blacks. As oh, that was, yeah. uh, that was uh, Carlos. It was Carlos yeah. that brought that up? When he was essentially talking about uh, like Jonesville, is it Jonestown or Jonesville or whatever was Jonestown. what was here up in Bowling Green. Yeah. 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 And then, it, then we're, he was talking about the place in Can- was it Kansas oh, uh, or something? Black Wall Street. It was, it, it was Black Wall Street, yeah. yeah. Well, it, that's it, that's uh, Greenwood Author and Pine. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's in... Um, Oklahoma City, I think. It's Oklahoma? Okay. Yeah, I think it is. One of, one and they of bombed the shit out of there. Yeah, that, yeah. that's... Uh, that's uh, uh, I mentioned this to my boss, and he he's uh, my former boss. At Bria, so he, yeah. He, he would always like to uh, show me that he liked, uh, and he was really into music. He played banjo and all kinds of stuff, but uh, what Kentucky boy isn't, you know? Yeah. But uh, he would he was playing the, um, the Gap Band to me. Remember that song? The Gap Band? You dropped a bomb oh, on me. Oh, okay, okay. Baby. That's what that song's about. Oh. And Gap Band I spelled. I goddamn. <laughs> I had no clue. Yeah. I'm just over yeah. here grooving to yeah. some macabre <laughs> shit. Yeah, he would, uh, oh, I would do that to him all the time, and he would be like, Mark, you did it again, because I would take his joy from him. Oh. He thought he was uh, celebrating something uh, quintessentially African-American, and he wanted me to celebrate it with him, but I'd have to give him the history on it. That, that band is named after they they all all the members of that band come from that city and of course they raised on that history. It was their grandparents that had that held those banks and businesses Damn. in this Damn. one district where three streets intersected: Greenwood, Arthur, and Pine. So GAP yeah. ah. and Gap Band is what they named it after that. And that song is about that, about people dropping bombs on them because um what some of the and it's in Pizza Hut commercials and yeah, all kinds of yeah, yeah it's 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 a pretty good song. It's a good song. <laughs> But you know, um, it's it, you know it's uh, it's said to be the first of of that type of terroristic attack on American soil because they didn't have bombs available to them. But I think the farmers were flying over and dumping gasoline or, or, or fertilizer oh or something to help it burn, and um, that's what they got that from. It wasn't actual bombs. It wasn't military. But uh, the local farmers who were around that city, they they um, assisted in helping burn it down after that. Uh, that riot was incited off of some false information. Uh, the story oh story goes: young black guys in the elevator with the young white lady, or something like that, and mm-hmm. she comes out, and they they were waiting on something to exacerbate, to and they used that to tear the place down. Wow, um, you know it also makes me think of uh, whenever uh, Doctor Dot was talking about uh, Mother America and having her first child. Mm-hmm. And then what happens when the next child comes through? Yeah, and it's yeah. like the, even you can sort of think of uh, when when the black community or just African Americans were starting to emerge as the second child. You know, the the we're we're coming up now. We're we're well, having an American Indian is like a kid from a different American. Uh, exactly, shit, it's a know? it's a different mother. That's America like an there. afterthought in this it whole is, scenario. It is, um, but. Uh, just that concept of that second baby being born and the first baby is like, no, I'm going to drown you. I'm going to kill you. I don't yeah. want you around or anything like that. And that sounds like some typical older sibling type of thing, especially when the newborn comes. That's a uh, holy shit. And, I had and, no and I clue. Think that that's, that's very much bound to kind of a socioeconomic 
type scenario was true. Yeah. yeah. You you pitting everybody in Battle Dome against each other. Like you, you take pride in arbitrary shit like but well I'm white mm-hmm. and I work hard. Blah, blah, blah. That kind that fatalism that's mm-hmm. associated with all that shit. And blacks of the comparable SES, you don't see the same type of upheaval amongst people of upper middle class socioeconomic bracket. Even if they don't like each other and there's a lot of pervasive racism. Mm-hmm. All the way up, yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot more nuance to it, and it's mm-hmm. not. There's. I, I. I like to think that there's probably a convergence of self-interest once you get to a certain pinnacle, where it's like you don't cut my throat, I don't cut your throat. Absolutely. But that battle dome mm-hmm. mentality amongst you know blue collar whites, blue collar mm-hmm. blacks, it's just mm-hmm. it's just part of the formula, man. Yeah. Do you experience that? Like, you don't, I won't cut your throat, you don't cut my throat, being that you're in a higher, much higher SES now? Um, yeah, absolutely. In fact, yeah, I encountered it to a much larger degree than I expected in the corporate world. I just really? didn't, I didn't know how much of it was the people I was around, the company I was at, or normal corporate behavior. And I've, I've learned from people that a lot of it is just that I, I'm, I'm surprised by it. But I guess it's a certain idealism that amounts to naivete, you know, in in, the wrong, in certain environments, mm. because people are doing just that. You're expected, or I'm I'm expected to kind of play this game, you know. Mm. Of, um, but the game always substantively amounts, as far as I can see, in me uh, waiting for my, you know, like mm-hmm. everyone else is cool, but I'm waiting. Like slow down, don't outshine us, don't get out ahead of me, you know. Um, uh, me and my boss. Again, I'm speaking about my former job. Uh, I go through this all the time. Mm-hmm. You gotta teach them how to not be a racist. You know, when you when you work for a guy that's <laughs> this is a Mark white guy, all the time for real in every place he's ever been. Because I know exactly what he's it. Yeah, it's normal. It's for... normal stuff. It, it's typical. But in doing that, you have to. Uh, you all. You never. It's, you never successfully get get it into the psychology that. Um, how taxing that is, how much energy it costs to mm. do that. The many phrases we have to wear, the uh, uh, coded language. One of the guys on one of your recent podcasts spoke very well about it, and I think it was uh, I think it was Juicy that was talking about it. But yeah, that's normal for us, you know, mm-hmm. to wear three, four hats to speak two or three languages. But it still yeah. costs a lot of energy. It does. Know? And it, to to reiterate what you were what you were talking about or referencing, it was when we were talking about essentially disarming people. Yep. Especially whenever when you walk into a room, you probably yep. have to disarm people because I'm sure if if it's done the way I think, everyone's like, Mark knows a lot of shit, guys. Like, yeah. you know, and then you have to turn yourself from then they see like, oh, Mark's a black guy. What I want then you- and then you have to crack a joke or something like that, or you have to do something. Yeah, it usually goes that they do that thing to me um, that that Hillary did to Obama when they were when they were sitting next to each other and they were in those stupid debates, mm-hmm. and Obama would say something really elegant and she would make that that face like he spoke Latin, <laughs> and you know she yeah. would make that she would screw her face up. And you're like, not supposed to know a word like this guy, like this like this guy. No, I play and I've gotten so good at it i play i let lay traps for people all the time i'll say what they say the day before i'll say what another goofy white guy said the day before or something and i'll just to see how they respond every time it's like it's novel when i say it it's like i don't what are you what are you trying to say like it's my accent or something yeah and i it's crazy how much how difficult it is for us to get past the level of our sensibilities and that's usually what i'm having to train them on is one 
I'm not going to white guilt you. I won't do that. Yeah. Just because you got some stuff that you don't see right. I'll I'll work through you with this because we've got to work together, mm -hmm. you know. And then then after that, I don't trust you. And you'll spend probably the rest of our relationship trying to earn my trust. That's the dynamic. That's the only dynamic it'll be. Really? And, uh, yeah, I do it every time. It works like it works like a charm. It's oh only not God. worked before. When I you guys thought I was bad. No, that's dope. That's <laughs> awesome. Awesome. It makes my heart smile. If, you, if, <laughs> yeah. if, if during our exchanges, and I'm if I'm subordinate to you, if you don't know why there is a natural uh, distrust between black males and white males of authority then we can work on that as long as you're willing to be intellectually open about it mm. we can we can work on that but that will be what the dynamic is and each time you feel some kind of way we can work through it and what I what I promise you is that I will never hit you over the head with like a white guilt thing I won't play that card yeah. at all I'll outwork you I'll outthink you but I want you there will be a path to reconciliation if you are interested in it at all and that that's the way I laid out early on and it mm. works a lot better than trying to carry their ignorance for them or capitulate or change, change the inflection of my voice or do any of those things that you might have the energy for, you know, when you're younger and yeah. don't have the energy for it now. You know what? As, as you say that, I think about it. I'm just like, am I going to get to a point where it gets where I just get tired of having to put on the Well, you know what I noticed show? you do? Like, what was that? You immediately, before anybody has a chance <clears throat> to sit and even develop some sort of contrived image of who they think you might be as a person, Kalu will just go introduce himself immediately. Yes. Like like we were wow. at, at that uh, fundraiser. Mm -hmm. it, it, some little random-ass white lady would walk by, and he'd be like, hey, how you, how you doing today? And they're like, oh, every, every single time. Yeah, like no clockwork. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. and he, yeah. Got, he got ahead of the curve, so yeah. they don't even have a chance. They're to that's make assumptions, yeah, they, yeah. that's, no and that's how I do it. Yeah, is that no, I, I try the, to get ahead of it. Well, the and the more and, and if you think about it, that that gesture, or whatever you're putting forth there, the other side of that is if you don't do that, are they sitting around? Yes, wondering. Are, it, you, it's yeah. not so much about them sitting around; it's more about me worrying if they're sitting around wondering it. Yeah, because more like ninety five yeah. percent so of the time they probably don't give a so shit about it. So it puts you at ease. It's like let me yes. go ahead and get this out of the yeah, way. Yeah, because it it it's, it really takes me less energy to get ahead of something than it is to do damage control. The yeah, it, that's the truth. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? And that that's a real good point because I know even today I'm still failing it. I'm not doing that hundred percent because that's usually where the the talk that I just described comes from. Mm -hmm. It's in very short. Time, short amount of time of having met a person or worked around them um, in a new situation that I find myself having to fix their perspective. I'm like, how'd you get that conclusion yeah. so quickly? So I don't know what I'm doing, but I haven't tried getting out ahead of it like that, but I got really adept at cracking it open and getting them to take a step back. And mm -hmm. sometimes I say just those words. And I got you say really, take a step back? Yeah, I so said, we got to start over. You've got yeah, the wrong yeah. impression. I had to do it uh, twice in the last 12 months with directors that I answer to and these are good guys and we got a great relationship together but I was like man I'm surprised this is necessary mm. like and, and I know people don't have they haven't given it as much thought as say you and I have because mm. they don't have to mm. that's something else I have to explain you know but uh, it works but I'm still always surprised that, that that's um, you know it's necessary to do that to, um, mm. you also have to think about it. Chloe you're in sales yeah. So what do you actually do, Mark? Engineering. Engineering. Yeah. yeah. So it's a, it's a different world, also. Yeah, yeah. you know, and you're gonna meet. I yeah. like to think that um, I like to think that I did it a lot more, um, 
Well, I'll say this. I, I did it a lot more before I got... I, I did it before I got into a sales role. I do it a lot more now, definitely, because anyone can be a potential customer. Exactly. But on top of that, like... Too. Yeah, yeah. But on top of that, like, I still... And it's it's certainly just come from, like, seeing looks and all that kind of stuff or wondering if people are thinking something and then on top of if especially if i'm out in public and i'm with my wife or something everyone it's it's just like after i swear to god after dr die said your 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 first thought is that one doesn't count yeah, right? you're, you're not you're, responsible you're not for responsible your, first, for your you're responsible for your second but the, third. the control freak in me wants to control your first thought yeah and so especially if i'm out with my wife and, and they will, see a black does, guy with a white around. woman or something like, like that throwing stars like yeah it's hey, like uh, throwing stars yeah you guys doing okay today yeah i'll shoot that shit at you excellent and keeps it rolling, and, yeah. and it's not. And I know him the way I do. Mm-hmm. And like when I see it, I'm like, he don't give a fuck how they. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't. But I do. But I don't. fundamentally, it, yeah. it's like it's a preemptive strike. Yeah. It was like, yeah. let me go ahead and let you know that I that I'm better than you, motherfucker. <laughs> right. That's <laughs> a dope. little bit. Yeah. That's so he dope. does it every but, everywhere we go. But if, again, if, if I'm out with my wife or something like that, and and something like that happens, and. It, it's just one of those things. If you're if you're a black guy, if you're just black out with someone with another race, everyone's going to assume something. So yeah. if I know someone, or if it's the waiter, if I'm talking to, I'm going to talk a little extra loud and be like, "Hey, man, how's it going?" You know, I'll do that kind of thing. You know what he says? I'll disarm the whole fucking room he, right there. One of the things that he says, he's like, "You can't out nice me." You can't. Mm-hmm. No. He was like, "You you ain't about good, to out nice me." Like, good I, point. I, good I, point. They asked if it was one or two checks the other day, and I said one. With every motherfucking intention of buying the meal, and then as soon as it got there, him with his big mittens just fucking snatches the shit, and he's like, "No, you bought it last time, bitch. I'm, I'm getting it this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Out nice yeah. Me. So I think wow. that I think that you came out nice me shit. It's like wow, there it, it's weaponized to a degree. I don't it mean is. that. Yeah, per- you got. I, I, have no, I have no problem saying that. I it don't mean it in a weaponized. pejorative way. No, either. I, I think it's dope. Yeah. yeah, that that's that's cool, man. That's really cool. I always find myself doing that. And anticipating having to do that, but I had never uh, developed a way to do it preemptively. To do it first, mm-hmm. always I gotta wait till I get that vibe, and then I, I gotta go destroy Man, that. Yeah, vibe. it puts you in the driver's seat. Yeah, that, it that's really dope. fucking puts mm-hmm. you in the driver's yeah. seat. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's like there have been times where I'll cover a meal, especially if it's like a customer or if it's just you know certain people. I'll just tell the I'll pay, I'll pay before the the yeah. the person even comes up there. Just play. Hey, here's my card. Yeah. Just hold that there. Yeah. Just so no one then they're just like, holy shit. Yeah. He just, you know, the, all they do. God damn. Yeah. He just took care of everything. <laughs> I feel like a little baby in his arms. <laughs> it's funny. You said out, out nicing. Yeah. You're not going to out nice me. That's an interesting way of put it because I say, uh, I use a little bit different language, but I feel the same way. I say to um, uh, sometimes to, to people that um, I won't abandon operating at the highest order of my humanity in mm-hmm. regards to you, no matter how much you kind of maybe insult me or, yeah. or yeah. cause like you guys say, it's usually the first, it, I, I call it at the level of their sensibility. It's usually not that deep. Mm-hmm. It's usually just their little, their first reaction. And it's sometimes and them, them just lashing out a bit. Yeah. 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 So it's usually, I've never had a time where I hadn't been able to, to break through that really easily, but um, I want, I refuse to treat you other than how I feel about myself. I'll treat mm. you the way I, I feel about myself. And, I wish I was good and about so that. So the the it comes off sometimes, and it is a bit irreverent because mm. I don't respect you know process or authority a lot because I'm dealing with the human being right away, and that's a little deep for people on the front end. That sometimes make people feel transparent. 
Mm. They don't like that because this one particular guy that I'm going through this with now that uh, he's 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 one of my one of my many bosses and uh, and I just see him for what he is. I know that his recent divorce is affecting him. I've seen a man in that space where he's like, I just ain't losing anymore for a little mm. while because he was really like like beat up from a recent divorce, you know, yeah. and. It has almost everything to do with the the way he he interacts with people, you know. Sure. Because he's kind of hurt. Yeah. And so now he's he's getting over it. People seen him bring his new girlfriend into the office and stuff. Mm. And and I was waiting on that. I was like, I know this is this guy's gonna turn a corner because at that level he's just a dude, you know. Yeah. And he's in a corporate environment where he's like, I'm just not gonna lose. Hmm. But he has this Elon. This this sort of vibe that he's that the guy to avoid because he's a wolf and he's a backstabber, and I, and I'm of the mind that everything in this environment, the corporate environment, is, is stupid and absurd. We're competing for resources. Every one of us guys are, mm. you know. So it's a uh, for me. It's like I I wish that I could like you you had made the comment about if someone says something or, or, or reacts to you or, or sort of lashes out or something like that, you have that, that level of awareness, mm-hmm. especially as a, especially as a black man to, you know, to just sort of handle it. But for me, I still will do the nice thing and out nice people. But if <clears throat> you are even remotely an asshole to me, I'm, I'm petty LaBelle about yeah. it. I'm like, no, how, it's like, there's yeah. no mercy how for me. How profoundly mm-hmm. do you think that, your Nigerian heritage, like the the socialization process of that, is at hand versus it being the black experience overall. Um, I think that it, it definitely plays a role. Um, and I've never met a Nigerian that wasn't like, oh, we're the shit. You know, I've never oh, yeah. met any anyone like that where or anyone that was Every not Nigerian like that. Every Nigerian cat I've met has been very confident. Yeah, yeah. It's just, I think it's something that. That we're just we're taught. It's just and it it it's part of your name. It's part of your family. Like we know what our name means. Mm-hmm. We know all this stuff about mm-hmm. it. So it's like, why would you not have the utmost pride about so, yourself? And I don't mm-hmm. mean it in an asshole way, but some of us, including myself, mm-hmm. we do tend to weaponize that. And I use it at the I use it at times, it, it, almost like a self defense mechanism. So I won't feel any sort of hurt. So if someone comes at me sideways with some stuff, I'm either, I'm on two ends of the spectrum. I'm either extremely nice to you or I'm an asshole. Like that, there's no yeah. in between. Yeah. And even, I think that's awesome. <laughs> and even you being an asshole, I think you tend to just shut shit down. Yeah. And you're just like, it's one phrase answers. Yeah. You never allow somebody to elicit an emotion that's just far beyond your fucking control. And I think that's one of the big keys to any of these interactions is not affording the other person the power over you to elicit some kind of emotional reaction. Mm -hmm. And they don't understand that. They think even when they're walking on eggshells and fucking messing up every step of the way and saying ignorant shit, they think that they're going to offend you. And in reality, you're like, I'm just losing respect for you. Yeah, that's more, right. More than being offended, bitch, you don't have the power to offend me. That's yeah. right. That's right. And I think I'm just one... you're embarrassing yourself, man. Yeah. I'm trying to yeah. save you. Yeah, that's exactly it. And I think that's something that that happens a lot for African Americans is that people, you know, they aren't going to go out there and like beat you up or or anything like that, but they'll say some shit to try and get you riled up and act like and act like the typical black dude or act like you know what I'm saying? But but mm-hmm. you know the whole thing with your parents saying like I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. Yeah. I think overwhelmingly having 
folks being disappointed, like, come on, you're better than that. That type of shit mm. really hits in the gut. Harder, yeah. Harder yeah. Than, yeah. I, yeah. Because you almost reinforce these pre-existing us versus them things. If everybody's pissed off about this or that, it, rather you're like, come on, man. I can't fuck with you if you're going to act like that. It's mm-hmm. not personal, but fuck. That's yeah. trash. Yeah, I find myself as a part of that same exercise. I have to go through a lot doing that same thing and um, and let, letting them know with without, you know, a shadow of a doubt, that, you know, that whatever value system you that's made you comfortable enough to come at me this way, <laughs> I don't respect it. I'm not impressed with it at all. And then we start working. So it's like, immediately you have to meet me at the level of my humanity and if we're in uh say uh intellectual vocation like what i do for a living then you meet me there but nothing else you bring I'm, am i going to acknowledge because that's the very same thing you you don't want me to do you know and mm. uh i don't know if that if that makes any sense at all but sometimes it's they have like people have these uh i don't know these ideas that are are like, well, I'm I'm the director, you know, or I'm the manager, or I'm so I'm a po- I, I'm a police officer, yeah, I'm that kind of thing, and I'm like, I don't I don't know how you got so much confidence in that. It's well, just a pronouncement. Are you, know? you familiar with dramaturgy, like the Mm-mm. sociological concept of dramaturgy, where there's like the long and short of it is, is that there's theatrics involved with every social interaction and there's front stage behavior and there's backstage behavior, but Uh invariably the context is a front stage, you know, and the stage can change, but front stage behavior, we're playing all these fucking roles. So we exhibit these weird anomalous behaviors Mm -hmm. that we feel coincide with that role. Like you're talking about a manager or a supervisor, right. or whatever. And I think that that shit even translates to like a white-black dynamic sometimes, especially like if a mm-hmm. white dude doesn't really, like he's mad uncomfortable around black folks, but he doesn't, he, he it doesn't come from a place of hate, is mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say. That, we could, be any, that could be any race that's... And, and that's what yeah. we talk, like I think overwhelmingly racism, uh, overwhelmingly doesn't come from a place of hate. It just comes from a dumbass place a lot of times. Like mm-hmm. racism itself. Mm-hmm. It's the hate shit that we see most apparently. Yeah. But, but man, people hold some dumbass views. Yeah. Yeah. And in conjunction with playing this role, like especially if you're novel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're like, how, how many people work in your direct proximity that aren't white? That aren't white. I don't know, maybe a dozen. A dozen. How many yeah. people in the in your in your area? Um, physical area, yeah. like square feet. Mm-hmm. Oh, two, me and one other person. One other person. Okay, so like in in company then. In the company then. Yeah. Oh, um, well, there's a there's a lot for what you know for what you see. Um, I don't know, fifteen twenty percent. Yeah. Okay. Does that sound right? And is I guess. There are some, uh, is there like a distribution where you have like Asian employees and maybe some Hispanic employees and shit as well? Yeah, um, just uh, at about the same percentage in the technology, the high-end technology part where I work at. In the greater company, it's very, very diverse. I, 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 I'd go so far to say I see more black people than anything. No shit. Yeah, they're, they're dead serious about the diversity and inclusion. Let's talk about that. And because they try really hard, and I, I want to help them with it because... Yes. Of course, they're getting it wrong, but 
Okay. You can't, let's, you can't let's talk deny about that. that, how earnest they are at attempting. And I hate sounding like that. I'm not that type. These mm-hmm. guys don't know me, but, you know, I don't. But, man, that company is, they're trying hard to do this thing. And, and if they're going to try that hard, I want to say, look, adjust it this way. This is what, because the real diversity and inclusion is far more difficult than, than just uh, picking people. That yes. We were, and we were different. talking about this. So keep going when, yeah. we, when we talk about diversity and inclusion. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you solve for diversity, and I don't think the word means anything other than different, it's just mm-hmm. the word diversity, and you solve for competency in a particular field, then it seems to me that you won't be able to recognize that person. So that's how you end up choosing the wrong person because you do it at the level of your sensibility. Because you're trying to recognize that person. You're trying to recognize. You don't. You it. forget that that's that right. is a functional person or part of the team. You just see that's a Chinese person. That is that's a right. black person. That's that is right. a this person. I need. Yeah. Yeah. I need. And to you fill forget the that quota. you have shit to get done. Yeah. Yeah. I need to fill the quota. And then when you encounter me, who happens to be the real deal, you don't know what the heck to do. <laughs> you know, once because a black guy with the aptitude of your typical whatever you think nerdy white guy is, you're not going to understand his personality. It's because yes. it's going to be different yes. because maybe we are not, we are not that uh, common in that particular space. And you know, that's like everything. It's not for me. I'm not really surprised that until recently there weren't a lot of black quarterbacks. Mm. There's, I, I can see exactly why there's not, you know, it doesn't align with our values to want to be in charge all the time. We don't we don't approach things that way. You know what I mean? We mm-hmm. don't need to feel secure that way. It's not about what we're physically capable of. Sometimes, and I have to borrow from Thomas Sowell a little bit when I do this, yeah. but he's right about that sometimes, that a lot of stuff is not a part of our, our value stack. You know what I mean? It's not mm-hmm. a part of it, and we don't have... An identity would help you reconcile that. So then you would stop trying to be things that you, you really don't want to do anyway because you want to be included. You see what I mean? Mm. And so I'll find people in the IT space that are not cut out for it, but they just keep trying and keep and they're beating themselves up. And the leadership is, you know, like, man, this guy's not delivering. And they don't know how to deal with it, right? Because they thought they were filling a quota. Yeah, exactly. Because they hired them because yeah. they're black yeah. or they hired them because yeah. they're Chinese or something like that. Yeah. But, you know, it, it makes me also think of our episode when we were talking about affirmative action. We were talking about having a a uh, workforce that is a direct representation of the community outside of there. Uh-huh. Well, what? It, it, you, you know what I was thinking about? Because okay. I, I put a lot of thought into it after we talked about affirmative action. Yes. And I, you know, I'm a proponent of undoing years of damage that's done to sure. various communities. Like the multi-generational effects of poverty are fucking undeniable. It doesn't matter what racial denomination you're talking about. There are poor white people, and we talk about it a mm-hmm. lot, that rural, poor like can't read ass white people are really the only marginalized group in the United States that is completely 100% okay to shit on without anybody getting mad about anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I think when we're talking about affirmative action, affirmative action now, the more I think about it is almost like uh, dangling a carrot in front of a cart the real issue I feel like is wage disparity. If you were to bring up the service level positions to around $15 an hour and then people like EMTs and firefighters and law enforcement and social workers up closer to up closer to 30, 40, mm-hmm. $50 an hour. If you're a supervisor, I think that pretty much 
is going to remedy an enormous amount yeah. of those woes within itself because you're empowering people with the baseline and, and you're also not you're not fostering this divisiveness that is endemic to the idea of affirmative action because there are these poor white people that are shit on. And again, as a social worker, I see overwhelmingly white people that need help. It's overwhelmingly white folks that need help. And you don't see as much, and I will say, you don't see as much community with these white folks as you do with their black counterparts. There's mm -hmm. less community. They're more dispersed and on their own, and they don't ask for help. Yeah. And there's a lot of resentment and hate with these motherfuckers, too. Mm -hmm. But I, I think really, and again, I'm not trying to just, let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater, but affirmative action to me, is being dangled as just another divisive thing. Look, look, they're getting a leg up and y'all aren't. As opposed to everybody, oh, yeah. let's let's fix wage disparity oh, yeah. and everything else is going to fall into place. But mm. sorry, I didn't mean to go on that, but I thought about that the other night after we were talking yeah. about affirmative action and I was like, because I've been very outspoken about supporting affirmative action sure. forever. Yeah. But, uh, I think it's wage disparity first. I think mm -hmm. it, it, mm -hmm. if you fix wage disparity, you fix a lot. Of shit. Yeah. You think that would fix some of the the just the race, race and ethnicity issues that are going on? Do you think? I that, think within a couple of generations, people, sure. people can get a foothold, and I think yeah. that's really what it comes down to in is the ability to uh, create and pass on, create and pass on, and mm -hmm. and and like like he was saying having identity is almost intrinsically tied to ancestry. And, you know, if you lack that there, there's a whole lot of shit that you, that is not tethering you to mainstream society as yeah. much. I will well, say. I say though, and I said it in, uh, I think it was Carlos's episode about how many, uh, races and stuff were able to get a leg up on little, like, I don't think it's as, it's as complicated these days as it needs to be because it's it's simple things like life insurance policies. There's tons of people that have been able to come up just because a relative died and gave them $100,000 or something like that. Like having something like that can make a massive change and, and radically alter someone's SES, their outlook, send them in another neighborhood where they're in place where it's more conducive to learning. And then you'll start to you'll start to see cascading changes that start to happen. The mm -hmm. issue the issue, one of the most profound issues that reside with this, regardless of race, is that the individuals who are least prepared to put something like that into place mm. on their own, the least prepared, um, have more children. Sure. And you or I, any of us in this room, on average, have more children. And then they pass on, essentially, that that isn't high on their priority list. And it's not but, It's not a negative... I'm not, no, I'm not no, shitting no. on them. No, no, I'm just saying they, their priorities reside. In, and one of my former supervisors talked about the phenomenon whereby um, wealthy people get something and hold on to it. Not only do they and, get something and hold on to it, they get something and figure out how do I turn this into more wealth. Oh yeah, it takes that money to make money. Yes, but wealthy people or well-to-do people, well-off people, when they get something, they hold on to it and then they eventually pass it on. Whereas people that don't have as much get things and they share it mm -hmm. because yeah. in the in the idea that if they don't have some shit tomorrow, that person that they shared that shit with will come back and hook them up. And really, one of those is a very Western colonial ideal. 
-hmm. It's a very Eurocentric way of viewing things, accruing things as opposed to cooperation and sharing things. And who's to say that I, I, I will say I'm probably not just deep down inside as fit to be in a Eurocentric capitalist system as most people are. Mm-hmm. I just don't give a fuck about things yeah. like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I know just what you mean, man. I think what you said about the uh, um, affirmative action is a much better measure and far, uh, and in the right direction. It, it, it can be taken to a, a pretty far degree too, man. I think that, um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, uh, a respectable attempt, but it, it doesn't even scratch the, the surface of what the real real problem is. If you if you want to c- try to correct that problem of economic disparity, I think you should respond with a system or some action that's of equal magnitude than of of the one that got us here. You know what right. I mean? It was a whole lot of stuff that that, that got African American people to where they're at now, and and read and re shuffling funds is not how you do that take whatever value you see most pronounced and tax that if you say to a person like me that all of my taxes go to a particular place for the next 150 years as a part of that and it it can help correct the problem i can't go back home because then i can't keep doing what i'm doing See what I mean? I can't if I if I spread myself thin, then all the efforts and sacrifices I made to try to move up the economic ladder. It mean nothing. Don't, yeah, you've and destroyed yeah, that's right. Yeah, and it's and that's for a couple of reasons. That's that's uh, that's it's mainly because the framework I'm operating in is antithetical to my actual cultural value system. Just like what you said. Right. It's not actually the way I would rather work. We come from. But an you're playing the game. Yes, like that's said. right. So if we want to get serious about correcting it. You have to make a sacrifice, and then no one's really uh, willing to do that. So you have to create a system that spreads that sacrifice out, because that's what you're actually saying. You've taken me out of my natural environment and put me in another environment. Well, I will never be happy in the way that you are in this environment. I don't see what I can do with a billion dollars that I can't do with a hundred million. You know, it doesn't make oh, yeah, it's it not makes, in my nature. It, it yeah. Means so what you can do is say this. All right. All rap labels, all rap labels are taxed and they go toward this particular effort for the African-American computer. Keep rapping. Hmm. All NBA hmm. basketball players and all of their funds and whatever, the opulence they get north of $10 million goes to this one thing. You can create up a government system for yeah. that. We're taxing the NBA and it goes to this one special school that's isolated to correct the psychology of descendants of slaves. We'll spend all the energy, so we'll work ourselves out of it by leveraging yeah. the energy we have to do what we're already inclined to do instead of asking me to be a one percenter of a black guy like him or me. You ain't going to get a whole lot of super crazy about Whereas computer black guys. currently, who are the only but, people that are profiting from... Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. So, and, what, and, what, and what's going to happen if you did something? That's serious affirmative action, you know what I mean? You, you systematically approach it so, so that it's like a self-healing thing, you know? And um, what's going to happen is somebody ain't going to be a trillionaire. You see what I mean? Yeah. So if you're saying you have to see which, where your own value, cultural value systems align with that other member of the human race who you're trying to assist, and I guarantee you something's going to have to be given up. So, and that's the only thing we're not willing to do, so I can't take it seriously. 
because that means whoever owns the basketball team, maybe they're a millionaire, but they're not a billionaire. You see mm-hmm. what I mean? But the a couple of generations later, you may not get Allen Iverson. Mm-hmm. He'll still be there physically, yeah. But mentally, he may be yeah a totally different individual. Mm-hmm. And so that's a, you know what's really great about that is that when you have when you have some type of a system in place, yeah. Uh, and normally I'm normally I'm not down with like having a bunch of systems, right? Yeah, me either. Uh, but when you have a system like that in place, that will especially when when the success of the top part of that system is sort of feeding into the the bottom parts of it. Yeah, this sounds sort of like trickle down economics, and that's uh-huh. why I kind of hate it a little bit. Uh-huh. But what would theoretically happen is that people will find. The goals of the people at the bottom or in the schools that are doing bad, their goals will no longer be, oh, I want to be a basketball player, mm-hmm. right? Because the education systems are better, mm-hmm. it, it's going to open up a whole nother That's right. realm of different you know, fields and jobs and stuff like that to want to, to explore. That's right. That's right. Whereas when you see a lot of the messed up schools and stuff like that, that the the black people are there. It's like I want to be a badass football player, and that's yeah. and, w- and they get to that point. And they they may be really really good, yeah. But you don't want to be where that's all you know. That's right. That's like that's like you turn right. someone into a fork. It, you it, know what I'm yeah. saying? It's mm-hmm. like you're good at being a fork, and and then when that when that purpose is done, what happens? They a lot of them run out of money. I yeah. can't remember the stat about it where it said I think it was like fifty six percent of athletes are broke. Yeah. Like within a couple of years after leaving yeah. the professional part, yeah. it comes from these this type of education that happens That's right. much earlier on. And I think if if those systems were made better, or if there was something devised right. to feed up to feed down, I think yeah. that'd be great. But again, it sounds like trickle down economics. But bro, like, that's it, kind of it, like I think we probably hit it on every single episode this month, but. Slavery didn't just go away; it just evolved. It absolutely, evolved. Yes. something absolutely. The fuck else, yeah. absolutely, and it's still present as fuck today. Because, because there's a simple idea that that's the best way to get something done is to get someone else to do it, and yeah. that was born out of what I think is a maladapted psychology that's pronounced in a particular subset of the human family. It's, it's, it's in every one of us. We all can be greedy. We all can be driven off of fear. But I think that small but it, where group... Where it supersedes empathy. Where it's, that's it supersedes right. supersedes that human That's connection. right. Exactly. Exactly. And um, given enough time, I think I could lay it all out because I think about it a whole lot. And I think I see the moving parts. So what, you, what you're asking someone to do is like the opposite of what they feel inclined to do. And to take the sting away from it, so it doesn't feel like trickle-down economics, you can spread it out enough to where uh, we, black people, are helping themselves. I don't, don't tax, if you want to be like a, like a billionaire tycoon, my belief is that there's, a, there's an impulse you have, fundamentally, a, a propensity that leads you to behave that way. And at, oh, at, yeah, at, oh, yeah, absolutely. You spoke yeah. about it, you, you spoke about it a, a cast ago, yeah. a cast or two ago. Absolutely. You, you said it very well. But so look, keep doing your thing. But watch this. Now we're gonna take um, Allen Iverson, and if he like me, I met Kalu. I was living in the projects when mm-hmm. you and me met. We should not be allowed. Just make a simple law. You can't have HBO. What good is it for you mm. if your if your situation is so exigent and you can't have? There's no dads around. We have to correct it systemically because that's how you got there. You got 
conquered systemically, right? Yes. So if you live in the projects on Gordon Avenue where I live, you are you can't have that kind of you can get all the TV you want, but you can't get it premium you can't, channel. You, you can't get it. You can't get it. That money has to go somewhere else. If I got a job when me and you were met, yeah. as soon as I made more than four hundred dollars, the rent went up. So I couldn't save it. That's how the projects works, whether or not. Real, okay. You know, yeah. And you so also it scales can't have with a, your income. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So as long as you own welfare, you can stay in welfare. It's no way to get out of it. There's it's no a way to deliberate get out motherfucking it. thing. It's and, that, up. And, and that's something that, that everybody has to acknowledge. And when you're talking about like systematically doing it within the community itself, mm-hmm. I think that that is essentially like that's going to be seventy five percent of it because there's mm-hmm. always going to be an active bid. To the inverse, because in a capitalist system, there mm-hmm. is no vested interest in creating more competition, especially amongst groups of people that you're not even either biologically or socially related yeah. to closely. Because mm-hmm. if you, it, it like, doesn't it, matter. If you create more competition, why prices would they start do going, that? It, it, it makes yes. it worth worth less. Right? Why? Why is the system or those yeah. that are at the the pinnacle of the system? Why are they going to facilitate the well being? Of somebody else that might eventually later on out compete them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because there's we, always yeah. going to be that active yeah. bid against the proliferation mm-hmm. of groups that are different. Yeah, and what no one mm-hmm. wants, and mm-hmm. and I saw it in the time that I worked in in like sales and marketing, is it's what a lot of people call the race to zero. Like you don't want to get into a race to zero where yeah. you're competing so hard with each other. It's like which is going to be cheaper. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like as you get to this thing now, you have to you have to do more work. To find other ways to build value and stuff like that. Yeah. And people, and when you take it to a human level, no one wants to do more work to sort of bring more value to someone. They're just, they want to be the top dog to own all the competition and all this other stuff. Yeah. So that no one, so that people keep having to rely on you and will pay whatever to get to, you know, to, to have your stuff. I think that perspective that there's scarcity, I think it's a malady in, in your psychology, though, because it's just, it's just not. You said there's no, there isn't scarcity. Nah, man, I don't think it is. I think it's born out of people who were trapped in the ice age a little too long, mm-hmm. and 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 mm-hmm. and adapted to that and came out of that situation with some really particular behavior, a, a particular set of skills. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Liam Neeson style, right? Yeah. 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 He's got a man. Yeah, yeah. I agree with y'all guys too. They shouldn't be so hard on them. You gotta get gotta get real about it. Either you're gonna you're gonna fix the thing or not. You gotta be able to say what you went I think it was cool that he talked about that. He was he was saying, Man, look how look, look at the state of my I mind. was a huge piece of shit. Yeah, look like, at this it. It's crazy. And I'm you know, I'm a pretty successful guy. If I could be there and switch off, then we, we should take it for what it is and then open it up for more people, you know, to uh to have that reconciliation, if you want to call that, and and not like you know fire people and not let them do movies and stuff. This this the oh, uh, Liam Neeson's canceled now. I see yeah. that shit. Yeah. Yeah. And we were even going to talk about the notion mm-hmm. of like new black yeah. in you with like an umlaut. Or some yeah. Shit. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And then there's hoteps, yeah. which is on a whole other end of the spectrum oh, yeah. down there. Oh yeah. And I and yeah. I want to love these people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they make they make it very hard sometimes. Yep. I I have this theory, it's not well developed, but it's probably someone in another discipline has called it something else. But it's like the this theory of irreconcilable realities. I'm taking a little bit from Campbell and a little bit from Jita Krishnamurti and a little bit from uh, That's who you was from, telling me about, uh, yeah. right? Yeah. From uh uh 
Brad's uh, Turkish okay. in, in Snatch. Oh, in Snatch? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Turkish. Some, some, no, some, thank some, you, Turkish. Turkish. Yeah. No, thank you, Turkish. Turkish. I'm yeah, sweet enough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, remember when he was talking about how stupid you are when when shit turns around on you, and he's they pull the trick over the Irish uh, 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 nomads pull that trick on the yeah. gangsters, the pikes, yeah, the yeah. Pikers, yeah. I didn't know how to say it. Those guys, like um, all of that, that's a that's an example of something interesting. I think that our minds do on huge, sublime scales and even really small, immediate scales. The brain, this is Christian Murray again, but the brain can't function without complete security. And what's most interesting is what it will do when faced with irreconcilable realities or with, with something that makes it in, insecure when you're paralyzed and you can't take action, right? The brain will do like a million hypotheses mm-hmm. and fill that space with anything, mm-hmm. anything available to it just to get you unparalyzed. It has no interest in what's empirically true or what you've examined because it's based off of fight or flight. It's well, like the brain is trying survival. to reach homeostasis the yeah, entire time. Is that time. what it is? It's just having that equilibrium, yeah. so it will yeah. do anything yeah. to try and not yeah. feel a certain so way. I extend that I extend that uh, understanding into how we act day to day, and especially on the internet. And guys from our generation know this because we, we came up in a different internet. And now people extend their real selves in the internet, and there's not enough space for it. We knew somehow in the late 90s that you had to be your second identity. You couldn't be serious. We we had those three week long arguments in IRC. Mm-hmm. Then we realized, wow, like you can't get enough. Our sensibilities and the senses we have available to us are just barely enough to get us to behave in a civilized way. Right. And in in cyberspace, because a couple of those are missing, you can hang it up. Mm-hmm. So what happens is when we consume information from there, like something about Liam Neeson, I think we can only respond in a compromised way. And so we do it at the level of our sensibilities, like road rage, you know, that lizard brain kind of reaction. And so we're not really thinking about the topic of racism. Mm-hmm. We're just... We're How celebrating outrage. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. We just we just you know outrage culture. Yeah. So celebrating no one's, they're not even, outrage. Yeah, yeah they're like just that. they're just because yeah. that's what that's one of the easy things to do in that space. Somehow God. it works. Somehow it's real easy to tease it's a, people it's a online. Good, it's a good right? way of manipulating motherfuckers. Yeah, man. It's, it's such fu- a good yeah. device. It's fun to talk stuff. A guy that sits next to me, a director, when we first got to know each other, he says, Mark, I gotta ask you something. He was like, man. He's playing. He's one of those war war buffs that reads crazy war books and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like he's he found some game online that's a huge, massive, like battle game. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Hey, Mark, man, I haven't played games in a while." But first, he's like, "Why does everyone go like with dropping the end bombs and all that? Like, why do they do that?" And I was like, "Man, that that's the only thing you can do in that space." And they're having fun. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't take anyone seriously, but you can't. There's yeah. not enough. You There's only extend. so much I can take of yeah. it, you know. Yeah. When, well, of like, course, of course, but yeah. you can't extend yourself. A prepubescent voice is hollering. He killed me. He's like, this fucking kid used the hard R. You know, like, are you serious, man? Yeah, but you know what? Talking about that, me thinking about like a twelve-year-old white kid doing that shit to you is kind of funny. Yeah, because here's what happens. Like, if you see me in public, you're like. That's a big fucking dude. 
I'm not going to say the end bomb with a hard R at the end. Uh-huh. And I can't do anything when you use that against me on yeah. the internet. Yeah. So I'm just sitting here like, yeah. he hurt me a lot more than he should have by saying that because yeah. I can't react. It's like, yeah. what am I going to do? Tell him I'm going to go fuck, it, you know, fuck yeah. his mom or something like yeah. that. You know it's what I mean? Crazy. It's crazy. It's like, One time in the mall, this little white kid called Juicy Fat Albert and he said, listen, here's your little son of a bitch. I swear to God on everything. It's like when people do that stuff, that's why it's, that's why it's hard to be in those other environments, I think. You know, I, I get it. Just like you said, I think our our generation, we can hang it up, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like that's that separate entity or anything. But yeah. other people, like, yeah. they are they have put their entire self on there. They're 100% like bought yeah. in and stuff yeah. like that. And it's, it's hard for me to coexist with those same type of people because mm-hmm. it's a very different, yeah, it's well, a very different thing ch- for ch- me. Check it out. I, I think... At a very like rudimentary level, and I think this is just common sense. Judging people based upon physicality in general is a very low level of functioning to begin with. Like mm-hmm. I think you 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 oh, put yeah. your best foot forward, you put your best foot forward, hope they meet you where you're at, and you feel motherfuckers out gradually in a yeah. respectful way. But anytime you make assumptions about people. And, and again, I guess you could say, like, if I see a motherfucker with a face tattoo, I generally am like, well, you don't make good decisions. Like, mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. I, I, I do make judgments about that kind of shit. But I think fundamentally, if you catch yourself passing judgment on somebody based upon how they look, as opposed to the merit of their character, I think you're fucking up immediately. Mm-hmm. And and that, that comes from my line of work, too. You You go a long way, like, I don't... You know, I have to code switch quite a bit for work. It's yeah. just part of it. But when I'm speaking to somebody that I know may have difficulties even reading or writing and they have some sort of, you know, speech difficulty, I tend to not even... I, I, I speak in such a way that I know that they're going to know the words that I'm using, but I don't dumb shit down and people respect it. Even if they don't necessarily know the word that you're using, if you just... Again, you put that best foot forward. I assume you know what I'm talking about mm-hmm. on that. It makes people feel good, man. Authenticity and projecting that yeah. shit into human. I beings. get in trouble with that one a lot, well, man. And talk I, about because I don't. I don't do it. I still. I try hard. I've gotten uh, better, but I still don't do it. And people see it. They see uh, pretentiousness because I'm pretending. You know what I mean? And, and they and they don't like it. But I'm like, well, I don't know how to be my real self because you saw. When I looked apart, it didn't happen as much. Mm. When I was 165 pounds when we yeah. met, it didn't happen as much. It's like, we can take you as an intelligent, articulate. I don't know why people call you articulate. I don't know what the fuck oh, that means. It it. But we can take you. I, I don't know why yeah. people say that. But we can take you when you had spiky little dreads yeah. and you look like a skater kid. But now, because you're fat, you can't possibly be competent. <laughs> and you can't possibly be... And it surprises me. It surprises me how much yeah. footing I lose because, really? because Damn, of that. Yeah. So you get marginalized yeah. on the yeah. basis. Yeah, of I'm like, I'm like, wow, people do care about. It. I never cared about that, but people do. And so I'm like, all right. So I don't, I don't come on as strong, trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. But then people. I don't know, they just like reach into this bucket of assumptions and they got you pigeonholed. And I'm like, oh man, I gotta I gotta dig you out of this. I gotta yeah. re- I gotta remind you that that like you can't swing keyboards with me. Like you don't you don't stand up, you don't even need to be in the same room with me on this shit. <laughs> but I gotta walk it back now. 
and it takes forever. And it's it. it I don't know why. Yeah. I, I still get caught off guard that people are need that to happen. You know what I'm saying? I forgot why we were saying this. Well, I want you to really quick about. explain to people swinging keyboards. Like yeah. I get what you're saying, yeah. but I think pe- some people might be like, "Oh, well, like pianos and shit." Like well, that? well, IT easy? kung fu. I know. I, I, <laughs> I know IT exactly what that's you what mean. I'm talking about. How, how technical acuity? How good are you at this? Like at this at this job? Because that's where it usually happens at. I'm, I'm like, I don't come from the world of. Ah, <laughs> uh, here we go. I don't know, man. It's like <laughs> some people, some people, when they can't when they can't meet you at the level that you're at, then they they'll use like they'll use process and procedure. Like, did you see that cop with the kid in Louisville recently? No. Same old shit. He's like pull the kid out of the car, search mm-hmm. him in. The video is about how they can easily f- make the dog false alert. That's kind of mm-hmm. what the oh, yeah. about. Oh really? But but um but because man, they was trying hard to get that dog to alert, and he couldn't. The kid just didn't have any narcotics on him. Yeah. You know. But um, what was interesting is how quickly. He he lost his cool when the mom came. You know mm-hmm. the 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 pullovers taking so long that parents start showing up. So the mom came and he's taught how quickly he lost his cool. And um, it's really relatable because these are Kentuckians and they sound like us. You can you can feel where they're it's, at. They're more humanized. I mean, yeah, yeah. Some, somehow, yeah, somehow, yeah, I was like, man, that guy sounds sense, like everybody man. know the cop, the young black kid. Say the movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. and anyway, he got he got he lost it so quickly because. He was sure that his authority was enough to make to dictate her behavior. And I was like, that's so odd to me. I would never assume that. Yeah. And that's what I mean when I when I say to people like, hey, I'm trying, I need to click this checkbox in this console. You're the the admin of this. Will you please give me admin yeah. rights so I can finish the work I'm doing? Mm-hmm. And they like have every reason other than the technical one in its process or or we don't give admin like that's the kind of stuff I run into, yep. and it's always yep. people that are not IT people at all, and it it it's, it weirds me out that um, I see that in all in all kinds of places, you know. And the police officer was doing the same thing. He got frustrated quick. This is an upset mom. Yeah, you know, like I don't know why you can't. How do you get? What kind of dork are you? Like you can't handle it any better than that. There's no it's a civil servant, bro. There's there's nobody under twenty eight that that's ever gonna get me out of my cool. I don't care if you're smart or not. If you're a kid, you're gonna do what I say eventually. Yeah, I'll bribe you. I'll kiss you or whatever. I'm an adult. I've been, I've done it before. There's no kid that's ever gonna get me out of my. Now, a kid like an 18 year old, like you yeah. shouldn't be allowed to even function. And that's what I mean. Like we don't solve for competency. It's like they'll have a big bucket full of all these other uh, justifications, and none of them happen to have to do with protecting people. Hmm. You know what I mean? If you if you're gonna protect if, people, if, 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 God, if that if, was the if that was at the base of every thought of every yeah. officer, every yeah. civil servant, like I think yeah. there a ton of shit would not have happened. Yeah, I think they should they should um, whatever's less than black. I think it's purple, mm-hmm. but you gotta get a purple belt before you can even get a gun. Yeah. Purple belt and jujitsu. You know. Oh yeah. If you yeah, run around you, yeah, being a baby back bitch yeah. with a license yeah. to kill, with a license to kill. No, yeah. thank you yeah. at all. Yeah, you ride two in a cruiser, mm-hmm. and you know they hate being buddied up uh, after they've been there for a while. You ride two in a cruiser until you get that belt, 
and not until you get that belt do you get a piece and get to be on your own. Yeah. And, you know, it takes a good five years, if that's all you do, mm -hmm. to get south the black well, belt yeah. one, on, on jiu-jitsu. I think it's what they should do. And it, I, you made a point, or you, you, I think you said just a second ago, that there are people that are making decisions or trying to make decisions that aren't mm -hmm. even IT people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and, and you said... That translates into a lot of different things as well. That's right. Bruh, like it, where I'm at, you have people that are brought in that are numbers people, which I'm a mm -hmm. numbers dude. Like, I love quantitative data. Like, that's my shit. I love uh -huh. fucking with it. But I'm boots on the ground social work. Like, I'm doing actual outreach and, and you know, face-to-face -face contacts with individuals and Dealing with crises. I mean, I'm doing the meat and potatoes of what is social work for the most part. But you have people that are not social workers and have never been social workers mm -hmm. that are making decisions based upon numbers purely mm -hmm. that affect our day to day enormously. Mm. Yeah. And there's nothing you can do about it. And there's no accountability because there is that disconnect. Mm -hmm. It comes down from corporate. And That's then right. trickle, trickles and, down. And I, I said all that. You have to forgive me. You guys aren't used to talking to me as much as Clue is, but I speak abstractly. And so if you don't know all the back story and the millions of conversations we had, it may not seem to relate. But I was talking about that because I, I can tie it back to, you know, affirmative action and everything else we were kind of uh, on at the beginning of this. It's you have to you have to approach it with the seriousness so that uh, I spoke about people solving for acuity and, and competency so that you can actually get the result that you really want, you know what I mean? Instead of just just doing, just doing, making a pronouncement and calling it done, you know what I mean? If you really want to change the way people are living, then you want to call it affirmative action, you know, it would seem like to me you would get the people who are doing doing those activities without being asked to, without being paid to, you know, who has the highest propensity to carry on that way and then incentivize them, you know, then, then pay them and hmm. see if you can, you can, uh, you know, get something out of it. Well, and, and then to re reroute it back to me talking about how there's always going to be an active bid to kind of yeah. keep, keep motherfuckers down. If you look at school funding in general, that's, that's been an issue for years oh, yeah. is, is dwindling funds for schools that teachers are having to pay a lot of stuff out of pocket for kids yeah. and overwhelmingly, uh, people of color, children from people of color, they, uh, they suffer disproportionately more from this phenomenon than anybody else. And that's just part of the, the same fucking equation. Yeah. You're, you're mm -hmm. starting out in this environment where there's not adequate reading material there's not yeah. you don't have everything that you need for the curriculum much yeah. less to go on like i, I saw a, a meme that said uh it's one of the british royals that she's three years old and she already speaks two languages mm -hmm. well yeah bitch she's got yeah. the benefit of fucking benefit. everything like yeah can, can you like can you uh unpack what you mean by bidding on people to um be down you said there will always be a bid for it oh yeah mm -hmm. there there's an active bid and yeah and and i will say I, I think overwhelmingly it uh it correlates with the eurocentric power yeah. structure that we have currently in place uh -huh. a capitalist system run amok yeah and then you have a few well-to-do individuals overwhelmingly white dudes in the united states which there's always going to be a globalist element to it but if you look at it, 
there is really no incentive whatsoever yeah. to facilitate the well-being of people of lower SES. Yes. Be they white or black. Yes. But I, I dare say, just if, if they're that big of pieces of shit anyway, they don't really care about their fellow man enough, mm-hmm. you know for a fact they're more likely to give less of a fuck about black folks than they are white folks even that are poor. Mm-hmm. Sure. So I think that that's always going to be part of the equation. Is right, right. Why, it's not that the system is broken. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not we don't have the money. It's mm-hmm. why on earth would we facilitate the proliferation of these black communities? Mm-hmm. And I think the mm-hmm. only why reason... Would, why would the system do that? What, what benefit... See, I feel, I feel that same way about people like uh, uh, Yvette Cornell who are serious about... Uh, politics as the route to reparations and things like that. I say the same thing. I don't see why anybody would do that. And um, I didn't know that's, that, that's what well, you Well, you're meant. saying trying to get into politics as a... No, voting and stuff like that to, oh. like, to say, you know, you you we were done wrong. African descendants of slave were done wrong. And this is owed to us, so fix it. I can talk about it technically, but I agree that I don't believe that it will ever happen that way. I don't know if there's any historical account of that ever happening. You know what I mean? That's true. No well, one, and, no one and, gets their ass kicked, and then you know someone makes it right. But I don't think right. it happens historically. Well, and and even if you look at it on a one to one, and it's not to oversimplify it, like he and I always say, the whole shit of no one's coming to save you. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's something that on a one to one, everybody needs to fundamentally fucking accept. And I don't think, mm-hmm. but but I will say, I don't think that the onus should reside with our children though. A child shouldn't have to joust with that shit out the gate. And in many yep. cases, yep. children are jousting with hunger and yeah. is- issues with making it to fucking school on time or in general. Yeah. Things that are completely out of their control. Mm-hmm. And and I get in more arguments with people that work in factories and have for the past 20 years about them knowing what the fuck's happening with their tax money when they hadn't been out here in these streets, like visiting people and investigating situations and shit. Everyone always thinks their money is going to welfare. Oh yeah. Like I I hate the whole thing. Like I I don't like my tax dollars going to this broke person. You know, this like it it makes me sick. And and if you see, if you see it firsthand, if you see it overwhelmingly, um, I don't care if a motherfucker does have a 65 inch flat screen TV in their house. They're still out in there living lavish. A, a 65 inch flat screen TV is not that goddamn expensive. They might yeah. that might be they one. You people get shamed. Poor people get shamed. White for black, buying nice things for for, for having for a little bit attempt. of joy. Yeah, not a, just for mm-hmm. having a little bit of pride and joy. There's, they take pride in something. I, I guess like I want to have a car to look kind of cool. And you do. You see a a, a dope car. And a less dope home. Yeah, but yeah. I also see really rich fucking people driving like 97 Buicks and stuff like that. Well, you guys it. just laid it out there. That's what I was saying earlier about if we were to get serious about it, try to investigate how important that dimension of our psychology is. If I'm poor and feeling better about myself is so important that I would rather get a nice car or nice shoes or something instead of investing, is there is there combined with what my cultural axiology is what my cultural center values are and how that's extrapolated with whatever is missing from me is there something that can be corrected there you know because like clearly you adjusting you, priorities like well, re- well just yeah just systemically i mean if i i understand i was raised in that stuff i understand feeling better right now 
because you don't feel that you have value, you don't feel enough joy in your life, and you don't see a future for yourself. I used to explain this to our friend that that we met through mm-hmm. mutually Alex all the time. Mm-hmm. They would make fun of me for listening to uh, Juvenile and Lil Wayne when I was yeah. when I was in high school. And they mostly thought it was hilarious that the group was called the Hot Boys. Mm-hmm. Again, white boy humor. I didn't get it. They thought <laughs> anything that inferenced gay was hilarious. Yeah. And so that's something I learned in my early internet. Yeah. I was like, why is that? I was like, after a while, I was like, oh, man, it is funny. It is very yeah. homoerotic, and we laugh about it. But I would be sitting with Brad Cherry and, and, and um, Alex and them. And one day when it kind of got to a pinnacle, I said, like, let, let me tell you guys something. To be where he's from, Lil Wayne probably never thought he'd be 25. Mm. Seriously, yeah, and he was like okay in the ninth ward, like he wasn't like in the worst parts yeah. of the. But he probably never. And for them to take whatever that circumstance is, and instead of being a maniac and shooting up an elementary school, to try to express it creatively, I think that's kind of cool. I think it's something special about that. I think it speaks to a core aptitude that that community has, and I'm saying exploit that. Mm. If you're yeah. going to do it anyway, and it's going to generate a lot of money anyway, make it a rule. Put, put it, money it, in somebody yeah. else's pocket. It won't it. it won't yeah. cost you anything, I don't think. You know? No. Or will mm. it? it Maybe may initially, because you know oh. what? Motherfuckers are savvy about figuring out a way to, yeah. to stifle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. They, I mean, kicking and screaming every step of the way, yeah. any, any, any attempt... To regain utility yeah. on the part of a group that's not be that is currently uh-huh. being taken advantage of, right? Right. There's right. going to be kicking and screaming from yeah. the other side, man. I want to talk about uh, one of the things that you and I were discussing yesterday when we were saying the differences in cultures, you know, Eurocentric versus what mm. what was what existed in in the motherland, right? Yeah. And one of the things that you said was that the Eurocentric mindset is very results driven. To yep. the point where everything else will be sacrificed if it means achieving this goal. And the and the analogy you used was we wanted to get someone onto the moon, but as a result of that, that came from putting this mechanism to go to the moon on the back of an intercontinental ballistic missile that yeah. is used for war to kill yeah. millions of people yeah, if it wanted to. It, it's absurd to me. It's completely absurd to me. I don't yeah. understand how they don't... We are wild the, species. Yeah. 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 And so it was really just... I'd been thinking about that. Me. I was like, how many inventions are out there yeah. were created yeah. and they seem nice at first, but you're like, all the other things came like... There was a bunch of really terrible shit that came right oh, there. Right, right. Yeah. Talk about surgery. been a catalyst for all kinds of technological oh, yeah. advances. And you know man. what's his name? Uh, something Mendel, the mad scientist oh, yeah. of the Nazi army. Oh yeah. Like how many medical advancements came from yeah. but, the but, messed but, but up what, shit he was doing? But what's doing. funny is I just listened to this great podcast on Hidden Brain. Oh, I love uh, that. I one. listen to it every morning where they're talking about the left brain, right brain. Yes. And I've started this thing at work where we do a lot of skip levels. Like the CEO's like 20 feet from me. They're mm-hmm. very open. We talk to, and so I give them that. I said, since you guys treat me like I speak Latin because you don't want to know how to deal with intelligence coming from a black guy, at least that's what I assume. Here, listen to this podcast. Mm-hmm. I, I edited it up and everything. I only just started doing this because it's saying everything I, I thought I was saying perfectly. Then we will talk about that in our next skip level. So, like, I got a manager and a senior manager and a director and a senior director and a CEO, like, and you just skip a level and meet with oh, them, that's like, cool. once every few weeks or whatever and just talk about your career or whatever. And um, they're really cool in that way. But I'm like, I can't waste this time. You know, we don't get a lot of those folks' time. So this guy, um, 
oh man, I forget his name, but it's the master and the emissary is the book he, he wrote. But he's speaking exactly about that. And I think that our, our European uh, part of, uh, of the human family has just an, a pronounced expression of that left brain thinking where the, the ends always justify the means. And it makes perfect sense to me if you're surviving in the Wyrmian Ice Age. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you had also, said that, that the, like they were like they have a higher propensity to kill because that was what they that's what they yeah, knew. If you, if it was survival kill, mode. They're very yeah, efficient if you didn't killers. Kill, you wouldn't, you was wouldn't the Doctor Die that even kind of touched on mm-hmm. that shit? Like the expansion up into fucking Europe. It yes. spurred yes. just a different gritty yes. type yeah. of motherfucker that yeah. was willing to the, do whatever it yes, took yes, to survive. The theories I put together, the ones I subscribe to, have to do with the most recent Ice Age uh, and how after north of the 54th parallel, like those Africans that migrated up there however long ago got stuck. And so d- being stuck up there, they had to quickly adapt and evolve to uh, survive in that uh, climate. And they interbred with Neanderthals. Yes, that affected it too. That, that had a lot to do with it as well. And um, also having a smaller pool genetically to choose from affected a, a whole lot too. And what you got was... Um, a, a pronounced aggressive behavior when it comes to surviving and a maladaptation to the environment. It's almost like because human beings are are like plants, like everything on this planet, we're directly related to how much sunlight we get. You know, mm-hmm. we're, we're creatures of the sun. Being in that environment, and I, I've heard it said by some uh, uh, authorities that for over 10,000 years in Northwestern Europe, it was like a cloudy, overcast day. They didn't even see the sun. It was just a foggy day. And Indeed, so, deficiency does some fucked yes, up shit to your that's, mind that's and body. Right. That's right. And so I'm not going to go crazy with the calcified pineal gland theories and that kind of stuff. But it's it's evident that when that motherfucking ice melted, they came out of there like, we ain't never going back. Yeah. <laughs> We're never going to be in this situation. Yeah. They've been kicking ass ever since. And that yeah. wasn't long ago on the human scale. So Africa's in its 25th or so golden age, kind of on the decline as civilizations do. And they're like, man, you guys got it so good and you don't appreciate it. You know what I mean? And so they, they had a different mental acuity, which is sometimes um, described as, higher IQ and I'll I'll give them that but I just don't think it has the value that they attribute it to because out of that same high IQ comes shit like the nuclear bomb which makes no sense at all but then the thing that you said was that that's not intelligent that's not intelligent at (laughs) all it's not intelligent when when you are so uh, maladapted and so broken at the level of your psychology that you will create something in the name of security that does nothing but destroy that something's wrong, man. Yeah. Well, check, really but, wrong. Ah, but check it out. I, I think, you know, they talk about a couple of different uh, semi-objective measures when it comes to intelligence. One of them being impulse yeah. control and, yeah. the, and the other one being yeah. pattern recognition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pattern recognition doesn't mean that you act upon every modicum of recognition of that pattern. Uh-huh. So somebody might have the same aptitude but not have the same predilection to explore that avenue of some shit like never in a million years would I think of devising a a weapon of mass destruction that would just obliterate potentially yeah. the totality of humankind. Yes, like it it almost it, it's mm-hmm. it's a type of uh, evolution, if, if, so to speak, where you're just bright enough to kill yourself. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and I I, th- I think it's it's clear as day, man. When you're separated from the rest of the human family, one one guy, uh, um, 
uh, forget Kwame's last name. But what he says is after the Ice Age, the first thing the Europeans should have did was repatriate Africa. They should have went right back what? home yeah. and got back right. Mm-hmm. But they, but the, you had a new identity, a new way of thinking, a new way of approaching the environment, and it was conquer my environment before it conquers me. Mm-hmm. You know, we've all heard Joseph Campbell say that how, you know, when you get north of Africa and the gods start to get male and vindictive and very violent because the environment's harsher, you know what I mean? I have this other theory. This is a bit of a tangent, but I have this other theory of, of the Middle East that if you watered the place, it could not stay like that. Yeah. You want to go over there and take the oil. Okay, do your gangster thing, but just water the place. When you build a pipeline for the oil that you're going to get for cheap just so, water, so we can have, water. just build another pipeline to irrigate the place. And when there's water, then there's agriculture. And when there's agriculture, then there's less severe environment. And the, watch, watch how their culture starts to get out of the Bronze Age. Yeah. They're stuck in the Bronze Age because the environment's the same as it was in the Bronze Age. Yeah. So, so and they still live like that. So it, it, it's not beyond... Uh, the, the <laughs> realm of possibility that certain groups of people would thrive on conflict. They hmm. could potentially just love, and you know what? I well, see. What about, check check it. You seen this Deus Volt shit? Mm-mm. Deus Volt, it's like in God or something like that. It's Latin, but it's been mm-hmm. adopted by kind of this, uh, a lot of the alt-right, but it's not necessarily synonymous with like white supremacy or anything. Oh, okay. It, but it is an acknowledgement of white people being some marauding ass, yeah. ferocious motherfuckers. Yeah. And which which brings me back to another point. The idea, like the mainstream media and in in comedy and any number of avenues, white people are painted as like harmless and like, oh yeah, you know, just we're just mm-hmm. man, that's some good good ass camouflage because white people are ferocious. Yeah, and that's not to shit on white people. Some of no. my best friends are white, no. but goddamn, mm-hmm. white people have done some gangster shit on this earth. Yeah, the man. smallest population of the of the smallest population of the earth is like I don't think it's all white people. I think there are people who are uh, like white in complexion, but don't have what what I what I call the Cronus complex. That psych, a maladaption in their psychology. I think there's plenty that don't that don't have that, but. Yeah, when you are, um, what was I gonna say? That guy, that who's that? What's his name? The is his name Jared something? He's kind of trying to think of a concept here. guy right now. He says it kind of. He kind of owns it. You know the whole the one that thing. got punched. I don't know. He's young. I hope they all get but punched. But he's a part of that super <laughs> alt right that's real popular now. He's always giving speeches and stuff and okay. doing like new Nazi stuff. But anyway, a, a, a softer analogy I give to the one you just said is. I used to wonder why we thought it was like corny white people stuff going camping and things like that. I used to say it's cool all the time, but I think I get it, and I think it's really more satisfying. It's they they get a satisfaction out of traversing nature. Yeah, tapping challenge, into challenging another nature. Yeah, challenging nature. Oh, that's it ain't, different. It ain't chilling on the yeah. beach. It's going to where it's challenging at, and then making it through it is a deeper fulfillment for them because it, I think it's still in their genetics in some way. You know mm. what I mean? Well, and, and, so, and, and, and think so, about how many people of color you see out trophy hunting. Like, yeah. It's not in us because we come from an environment where we never had to, this is really important, we never had to compete for resources. And that shapes a totally different psychology. The gods and the deities of that environment are a lot more abstract and they're always giving, you know, because the environment 
in sub-Saharan Africa and in Saharan Africa before it dried up was so abundant that that wasn't a part of our life. And so what do you do when you got everything you need? Well, you focus on other things. You focus on social, socially sophisticated things and expressions, right? So if you don't come out of the European Ice Age, you most certainly may not ever get the nuclear bomb. Hmm. If you didn't come out of the suburbs of Africa or Eden, I'm not sure you'd get jazz or gospel, you know, or, or yeah. Because one of the things I was thinking as you, you were talking I mean? about that, you were saying like there was, you know, the the groups of people that migrated upwards and yeah. you know they came out of that ice age. Yes, they did have to uh, focus more on ingenuity, coming up with sort of you know yeah. different inventions like that. But when you are in a resource rich area. You tap more into internal things like yeah. soul and feeling oh, and yeah. emotion yeah. and all these other self, things. Yeah. Self actualization yeah. is possible. Yes. If you're not worried constantly about murdering and hunting and killing, yes. that's right. You can focus on that's like right. your deeper feelings yeah. and emotions. And that's, that's right. why there's this massive push. It's almost like it's almost like the new craze, the whole minimalism craze, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. It's to sort of tap yeah. into that, but it has to be framed in a way where it's like this big new movement, but yeah. to a lot of people, it's like that's Tuesday. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. If it's on Pinterest, it's probably if it's some on, bullshit, yeah, it's like, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but it's like it's but you have to frame it in in two mindsets, or you have to frame it in a way so to for people who come from a mindset where that's just not something that they think about. Uh-huh. Whereas when I saw the minimalist movement, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, like. I get it, you know. It's like, yeah. why would you want to live in a fucking shit? <laughs> yeah, it's like, why would you? Want... But for me, I just, I like, it's, it's, it's nothing crazy or nothing new because I like to think that that's how a lot of like my family and stuff like that back home. It's very simple. It's very yeah. You just don't need much well, stuff. And, and mm-hmm. I came from I'm, you know, fortunately my family like passed down you know the ability to like can and grow shit and mm-hmm. do all kind of like fundamental type stuff like that, but. Man, I'm I'm just not with the uh, going out and uh, and facing off of Mother Nature because she's a she, yeah she's gonna win. Mother, Mother Nature, Nature is a, is, is everything you know. Unless right? it's it never it's never except for homeboy that choked that mountain lion out. Yeah, that's a L. Mother Nature like, Mother Nature took a L took with a L. the mountain lion. You see that guy? But he put his hand inside the mountain. <laughs> no, he, no uh, he got he got oh, a rear naked choke. Yeah. Uh, Can you imagine that's yeah. like the greatest yeah. bar story? Just be like, well, well I've and then there's, a, there's a meme, there's a picture of him sitting there with a couple of, like gashes on his yeah. face and there's some fine ass uh, female sitting next to him and she's like biting her lower lip looking at him and he's like, <laughs> it looks like his cougar problems aren't over yet. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, funny. was that recent? Yeah, yeah. 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 So, alright. I, I, I want to talk more about Coming at, I want to talk more about the sort of the the biological differences between yeah. between yeah. us. Let's 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 continue to unpack that because that's really really interesting. Yeah, to me. yeah. I brought a book to leave with you guys. That's the oh, only that's awesome. book I've ever seen where a white guy addresses it. Just the Ice Man Inheritance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. Um. Uh, this that guy is does great work addressing it, and I've been thinking this since I was at least a junior in high school. Yeah. It only took a little bit of reading. That's when I started to get knowledge itself around that time and started to take philosophy and stuff seriously it didn't take a long time before i i quickly got it i didn't have it it wasn't sophisticated but i thought it was some sort of fear i was like what's the only fundamental thing that could remain in the human's uh makeup and keep this behavior for so long because it looks like you you got it all you got you won the land you conquered everywhere 
You're gonna get the whole planet. You've got the best technology. But more. Why? Yeah. But well, more. Yes. Yes. More. But now it's why? like now we want the moon. Yeah. yeah. Now we want Mars. That's right. I got. I joke with me and another guy. Uh, y'all maybe we'll get to meet one day at work. One of my coworkers. We joke when all the nerds bring up Elon, and I'm like, desalinate water or shut the fuck up. That's my. Yeah. That's my thing. <laughs> yeah, because man. I'm not impressed with the level of genius, and all you can do is more indulgence or more. Yeah. You, you sure you can't do something be- like more effective than that? You're that. Smart, but that selfish at the same time. And Elon's a cool dude, mm-hmm. but all you all you gonna do is go to Mars. You sure you can't renew what we got here? Yeah, you know we got plenty here. Fix Michigan's water. Fix Michigan. Yeah. Flint's yeah, like, fucked up. Like you can't do that. And more importantly, kind of a little bit linking back to the biology. What is missing from you that you don't feel a propensity to do that? It has to be that you don't feel one with both nature and certainly with, by extension, other human beings. You don't feel that we're one of the same organism. You have to have a separate, like, you know how they describe, uh, I guess, I don't know if it's psychopaths or sociopaths, but the ones that don't have empathy, they don't think yeah. like that, they don't see you as a, like, that's what's going on there. Mm-hmm. And in that other recent podcast I mentioned, he was describing an over, he was he was uh, get, using Sheldon from that that TV show as an example. Uh, as an extreme, uh, Big Bang Theory. Yeah, as an extreme left, uh, uh, What's it called? Not a parody, but a caricature mm-hmm. of a le- two person, two left brained. And I'm like, the whole European conscious is like that. It's so left brained that they don't get anything that's subtle and it has to come from anywhere south of here. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that the most beautiful idea that came south of the brain uh, essentially originated in Africa, and that's the concept of Ubuntu. Mm-hmm. And so that translates to I am because we are. And that's something that you can't just conceptualize when you're sitting there in survival mode the yeah, entire time yeah. when you're when you're busy conquering shit yeah. well, and, and killing and, each other and, and doing all kinds and of and stuff you're, also if you're thinking about like people being very nomadic in nature and going from place to place trying to improve mm-hmm. you know like hunting yeah. and trying to yeah. you're, you're losing people along the way Absolutely. so there's a fatalistic yes. element to it as well yes it, it serves no good biological purpose to expend all that extra energy being Man, extra em- you're, you're empathetic you're touching on something really important that two uh, people um, said about about that fatalism, and one of them is Dr. Joy Leary or Joy DeGru. I forget which name she goes by. She was married, but now she's unmarried. I don't know which name was her um, maiden name. She has this really, um, what's it called? Uh, it's a really good speech. You could YouTube it, and the early version of it, like a 2004 version, is the best one, and I recommend listeners to watch it. But um, it's, oh, post-traumatic slave syndrome. Post-traumatic yeah, slave yeah, syndrome. Yeah, she developed that, and she's making this case for if we go by the definitions of P- uh, PTSD for all the other contexts in which can, then surely black people should be diagnosed as such. Mm. And one thing she talks about is, um, yeah, she uses, she describes the what she calls the primary axiology, cultural axiology. That word is borrowed from Young and from Marimba Ambi and pronounced through Dr. Edwin Nichols in one of his um, anthropology books. That's some Dr. Dr. Dye brought up Edwin yeah, Nichols. Yeah, yeah, Nich- shit, yeah. yeah, Edwin, yeah. Edwin Nichols. Um, he's talking about that um, whatever you just described, Ubuntu is an axiology. It's something that's at the core of every part of your humanity and how you express it culturally and technically, and it takes a long time to develop that. And the European axiology is the only one of its type. Every other culture, however you want to break them down, a race, are, are um, hom- homogeneous group of people. They have a 
axiology of man to man, meaning like our primary values are all based off of how I relate to the other human being. But the European is the only one that has man to resource for obvious reasons. Oh, which wow. Hey, wow. God so, damn. To, yeah, to, yes. to, to, to exemplify this, uh, it's really dope. She asks two people in the crowd to greet each other. And then she works her way backwards to show you how everything in your cultural axiology is is colored by that. So she has two guys, white guys, come up to greet each other, and they do like this. They say, "How are you?" And they they walk away, right? And then she has two random black guys, none of, none of them know each other, come up to greet each other, and they're like this. Yes, oh, it's a big like handshake. Like, yeah. It, it was, and her point was the very differences in how we greet each other. Is a, re- is a reflection of what's at the core of our psychology and our culture actuality. Wow. In Europe, there was a time when I shook your hand, you guys have all heard it, and asked how are you doing because I really needed to know how you're doing. Hmm. A big tribe might have been 400 people in Ice Age Europe, and that's a small African tribe. It's yeah. nothing. Small tribe in mm-hmm. Africa was 4,000 people. We didn't have a lot of people. We were always moving and trying to survive. So if I encountered your tribe and you were weak, I might need to take conquer you and take your women. And that handshake might, yes, is everything. Yes, it told everything. It told everything. Did you have a weapon there? Are you healthy and strong? How I, strong I can tell you, you right yeah. now. And that holds over you? to this day. It holds yes. over to this day. It's like you, you can tell a lot by a man's handshake. It's like, yeah. no, you fucking can't. Yes, exactly. You know how many exactly. times, listen, that I've been in, and, in and, my and, role where someone has even, caught my hand right here. Yo, but, but, uh, but yeah. think about, think yeah. about how like even something as subtle as just like the gentle fist bump between two people who might yeah. be like in the gym, who might be the scariest monsters in that whole gym, yeah. the most gentle fist bump <laughs> yep. means infinitely it's so, it's more because so it's much. like it's like it might as well be like like bowing. Yeah. yeah, that's right. It's like that's I right. see you. I see you. Exactly. Well, well, they respect, say respect. Yes. Yeah. Unpacking the 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 rest of uh, Joy Joy Lee's contribution and connecting it to Ubuntu, she says that every African greeting, and you know, there's thousands of them mm-hmm. in all the languages that are in Africa, all of them transfer to the exact same thing. They all translate to I, I see you. I see you. I, it's not how are you doing or nothing. Mm-hmm. It's just that I acknowledge you. That's where we start at. And you see, of course, the extensions of that in all the other non-European cultures, the bowing, you know how serious that is. Mm-hmm. That is, I see the God and divinity in you, and I want to meet you there first. First, you're divine, and you know, let me meet you there. Not how are you doing? Can I take advantage? What of do you, you do? Yeah, can like I, can I beat yes. you up? Can let I, me sh- let me yeah. see how much respect to give you yeah. on the basis of what I infer from your handshake. Yeah. Well, yeah. hey, we're trying to survive, and it this and it's you know, work. Where yeah. you're at? Yeah. That, well, it's yeah. effective. Some if you're, surviving if you, yeah. motherfuckers. Yeah, if you're willing to go to that degree, um, and sort of compartmentalize or suspend your humanity a little bit, then yeah, it will be really effective because I think the sophisticated expressions we have on humanity are not just not only just recent but they're like at the top of the stack mm-hmm. you know what i mean i think of it as like a 10 tier stack or osi model or anything yep. like that right when you prison's a good example when you take away just a couple of those variables then you already start acting like monsters as soon as you tell guys when to eat and when to go to bed and where they what space they can occupy they turn to monsters right away so it doesn't take a lot yeah. For us to get back to primate behavior. You know and, what I mean? And, and I will say, I think American culture, and I don't think this is even a stretch, is intrinsically tied to warlike behavior. I think we oh, are. Yeah. All, oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. War is predicated we are, Yeah, we are a warlike motherfucking people. And, yeah. and I think that generations of people 
fought in wars, passed yeah. on genetics that gave them a predisposition to want to go and fight I, other I, wars. I, this is and, why I, and, and again, I was getting this. Yes. Kalu always talks about that we don't have that existential threat. There's, we don't yeah. have a There's war. No, That's so, why everyone there. thinks so, someone's a pussy so right now. So a lot now. of these yeah. cats, well, and then also simultaneously, a lot of these cats that otherwise would serve a utility yes. in going and yes. being like, okay, Let's get it in. Yeah, they serve their purpose. You, you, you know yeah, what I'm saying? You, get, you give a real. You keep going back to. You give a really good balanced like um, other side that that um, that we're not giving because you don't. I don't get an opportunity to say this stuff. Yeah, but I, I agree with everything you said, and sometimes I offer the Naruto as an example. Naruto? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah, running, running yeah. with your hands. Right. Yeah, man. Yes. Yes, running with your hands like that is dope. But listen, we have to recognize that we still have a, a huge dimension of that propensity in our um, humanity and pronounced representation of that in a pr- small population of our humanity. Give them something to do. The, the, the ninja hidden villages would meet up and let their best ninjas go at it. To keep big wars from happening. Mark, are you saying start the gladiator games again? I think we should. I'm are saying you? we should have ninja competition. I'm saying the the UFC's great in that way. I get mad at Joe Rogan about this uh, yeah. because he always tries to first the, the impulse is there, then the mind will rationalize after that. I yeah. don't really buy what you say up front. I see what you, what's coming from me. He's like, well, you gotta kill the deers or they'll overrun the suburbs. I'm like, Joe. You like you like killing shit. You're a meathead, and it's nothing wrong with that. You have that deep in you. All right, then let's do like they do in Africa, where they um, have really good um, uh, preservation now because Mm -hmm. they capitalized killing the big game, and it actually helped the rhinos repopulate because people will pay fifty stacks to go shoot a white rhino. So so they got they can. You know, so so people see what I mean when I say self in place. Well, mm-hmm. self healing systems. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like that's an example of it. I think we can do that at, at every level. It won't be perfect, but man, will it will, will it teeter totter a it lot might, better? It might it might be a it'll good be jump start. If yeah, nothing it'll else. work a lot better. So is that what the Olympics are about? Oh uh, like, no! Well, no one. People get mad about the Olympics. Battling? Well, it's funny you say that because. The Olympics is is different because, and, and the reason why America whoops so much ass all the time is because we have the best melting pot of everything there, and like you can have all the good all the good traits from every single race in the world, mm-hmm. but the thing that lets you be on the winning team is that you were born in Iowa. Or you were born in wherever. Yeah. Like, it's like, they be white dudes in Iowa. Yeah. There's no yeah. neck. There's yeah. no real. And it's like it's it's no yeah. fucking neck. And everyone's just like, you should be in Sweden. But goddamn yeah. it, you were born but in you Iowa. you were born in Iowa. Yeah, yeah for yeah. some for some random Freak thing. strong. For yeah, no reason. With exactly. his little singlet on. Like, yeah. all right. Yeah. yeah. Here we go. You know? And so that's... That's why America whips all the ass in the Olympics. And that's why I don't think the or Olympics is a good even enough. Even the Americas in general. Like, yeah, if you yes. look at, like, like the islands and shit. American Samoa. There's a, well, yes. it, it, yeah, American Samoa. But if you look at, like, the Caribbean, man, like mm-hmm. Jamaica and shit, there's a disproportionate amount of cats that's whooping ass from, like, mm-hmm. Trinidad yes. and Tobago. Sometimes uh, when I hear people say stuff like that, I, I can't help but uh, pull the camera back and think that, man, it must be on on a macro level the same thing that happens to every, to every organism. You know what I mean? What do you mean? The best collected together like yeah. that. 
when you guys said you can't beat nature, that's what I kind of think of. It's like we may think we have some sort of um, uh, unique agency, but probably not. Yeah, you know nature's I mean? undefeated. Yeah, probably not. We're probably still going in the direction. If we don't blow ourselves up, like we're still going in a direction that's going to approach uh I think entropy is the right word, maybe. I don't know. Sure. Oh, and, and I've talked about it. We're going to reach a balance. Mm. Well, I, I've talked about it a lot of times, how like it's self-imposed domestication in a lot of ways. Like, uh-huh. like we yeah. lose certain traits yeah. of our Paleolithic ancestors within just a couple of generations. Yes. Like, and if you look at yeah. like a wild animal versus its domesticated counterparts are certain commonalities. Brain size decreases. Mm-hmm. Our yeah. Paleolithic ancestors had a brain... Uh, mass that I want to say is about fifteen percent larger uh-huh, than yeah. ours. Yeah, and they and these cats were not big. Like yeah. these dudes yeah. were smaller than me that's running right. around. That's right. They're really like short it. and stuff. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I and I dare say again, like we don't have the mm-hmm. same environmental factors that are choosing what genetic traits to pass on because there's this amalgam of social yeah. factors. Selective play, pressures. Yes, yeah, selective pressures that yeah. are playing That's a role. That's the Darwinistic way they call it, right. selective pressures. And, yeah. and some of that shit, like, some of it is some uh, hallmark shit that's been sold to us that there's somebody for everyone. So people that otherwise, like, you know, the advances of medical science and, mm-hmm. and just cleanliness, anything that's keeping people alive to this day, mm-hmm. Those folks are able to proliferate as well. So genetics, as they manifest themselves, show very little consistency. Unless you go to these small enclaves like uh, Scandinavia. Scandinavians actively, like as part of their culture, kind of practice eugenics and are unapologetic. No, yeah, they're unapologetic. No, yeah, they're unapologetic. That that's a deliberate. And and they, yeah, that's what they want to do. Isn't that that who has like effectively eliminated Down syndrome? Like, is it Sweden or Iceland? One of those two. Yeah, I think it's Denmark. But but to be fair, they are some of the tallest, baddest white motherfuckers on the planet up there, but they put a huge emphasis on those yeah. eugenic type and, and how did they get the space and comfort to do that? You know the obvious answer, but Google that one. Mm. It's copper. Yeah. The whole place really? is running. It's copper from Africa. They, ah. got, they got in really early. Oh, sweet. They're, yeah, they're super yeah. crazy rich. They have a big influence copper, in Nigeria. Copper, copper. yeah. And, they you they know, do. They just Sweden's got, big in that, Nigeria. That, go, that can kind of link back to the uh, biology thing. I don't know if you wanted to stay on or not. Because I got married to the other theories. I got a theory that when Darwin got back mm-hmm. from the islands, that's what happened, man. Yeah. I think his rich cousin and Cecil Rhodes and them there were like, were oh, like shit, oh wait. shit. These guys are like, getting yeah, yeah, yeah. What what Darwin learned what what was it Darwin that went to the Galapagos Islands? I don't yeah. know if it was it Darwin? Yeah. Was okay. It Darwin, yeah. Okay. Um that when he got back from his expedition and he he got a good theory, a good model of what was happening on with natural selection, I think he realized that European people in the state they were now were on the losing side of that. Mm. You know what I mean? If if Africans and Europeans um, commingled or uh, bred together, then the result is an African. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, ninety-nine percent of the time, yeah. the result is an African. And what is hard to speak about because there isn't language, because for the reasons that um, you, you point out, like uh, what benefit would there be? But I know that there's more than just phenotypical traits that come with with whatever's in our genetic makeup. I know that we have more potentiality there a lot of people I always tell a lot of my white friends this that like in a black family 
Um, if you have ten kids, those kids can look like all they can be light skinned, yeah. dark skinned. They can look like one of your uncles, or anything. it's very common in black households for that. And I don't, I don't think it's something that white people realize. You can't produce a person phenotypically darker than you, mm. but you can. Mm-hmm. You can have kids. The darker you are, you can produce all the spectrum. There's more there available. And there's a higher chance that it'll randomize. You know yeah. what I mean? I have a different starting point than yeah. you do. So like yeah. if, if and the way that I sort of think of it is you take us on a spectrum and you are, you mm-hmm. know, you're at seven. Mm-hmm. That means you have seven shades lighter to go or something like yeah. that. Yeah. I'm at 10 on the darkness. Yeah. Don't say anything because Chris yeah. is like more like 15. <laughs> <laughs> darkness. <laughs> Absence of color. He hasn't, he hasn't, he hasn't, he hasn't no light yeah. can escape. Go, go to, yeah, go to Sudan. Go to Minnesota. He hasn't seen uh, people that are uh, like blue and purple. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've seen, I've seen when you get oh, that yeah. black, very, that very, that, that opens you up to fifteen different colors to go to. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's. I think it like RNG. Like you know how you can type. You can type random three and give me every. Three different, yeah. Three digits, yeah. Mm-hmm. We're like random twelve, yeah. And the amount of permutations you can get because of the genetic diversity, um, but something else comes along with that, man. Some, a difference in your psychology. You can't deny that Barack is a black guy, like. But why? We can't put language to it, but something's there. Sometimes we call it, you know, the one drop rule, or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. Like but I, th- I think it's real. Somebody with a baby, and he was. Are like, we? Oh, we uh, can we have we brand, brand new one right here? <laughs> Can we have Brandon Google Darwin's uh, Darwin's book? Darwin's book. Yeah. yeah. Dar- can you Google the original title of Charles Darwin's book? Oh, where he's classifying every single origin of the species. Yeah. yeah. Oh. That one. Is yeah. that what it's called? Origin of the species. No, 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 no. Or- can you Google it? Yeah. Let me see. Do you mind? This is where we play like the the uh, Jeopardy music. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That'd be dope. It's like a, we're, we're gonna have to like edit a Do, little quiet time while we're doing. Do, no, it's yeah. okay. Don't worry. It's all good. Go- Google Google are. the full title, the full original title on the origin of species. Nah, that's not it. That's not it. Say okay. the full original title. You might have to add um, some more language to the Google search. I have no. Clue. It'll be kind of long. The preservation of favored races and the struggle for. Oh life. shit! That sounds yeah. awful. Yeah. Say that His again. His book was called that. Say it again. The preservation of favored races and the struggle for life. Oh, How does that change your thoughts about yeah, this theory? Yeah. He got back home, was like, oh shit. He had rich people. He was cool. You know, Cec- you guys know who Cecil Rhodes is? He's got that famous picture where he's standing over Africa like that. No, but that sounds fucking awful. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 like, I, want a shark. I like yeah. it in World Civ. I remember arguing with Coach Joyner about it. But it was a it's a he's standing over top of Africa like this. Say S- say Cecil Rhodes. He he's the one the Rhodes Scholarship is named for. So research what the Rhodes Scholarship is, work it backwards, and you'll, you'll see what I'm talking about. It's C-E-C-I-L and Rhodes like Rhode Island. Cecil Rhodes, Africa picture. It's famous. It's an illustration. He's the one that named Tanzania Rhodesia. He named it Why after himself. That? before He conquered the place. He started He started the modern imperialism. Is it, it's a white dude? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know who the fuck you look, call looks that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Looks, looks a little bit like Hitler. I was going to say, this guy looks like Hitler. Did you see that photo, that famous no, photo I'm just like that? Oh, I'm shit, yeah, this up. is him standing up. God damn it, man. This makes me angry. See, he's he was contemporaneous oh, with those guys. That wasn't that long ago, man. Look like, at this. When Darwin got home, those are the rich people. Yeah, him. That's him standing over a, well, it's, it's supposed to be a shadow, but like, 
the shadows made in the shape of Africa. Yeah, he's standing and over. He's standing it. over. They it. realized. They realized at that time. That's when colonialism started. Those guys kicked it off. They originally like, okay, we got to switch this up. This has to be more than just us getting out of a bad situation and making our own thing. We are going to have to do de- make deliberate measures to protect our genetic sovereignty. Hmm. Because if we chill and and rebreed with people, we're gonna turn back. We're yeah. not gonna lose our identity. It's important to know that when you talk about Darwin, because I don't think Darwin was wrong, but I think the way they resp- respond to it, and so I have that that same skepticism of all Western academia at that level for that yeah. reason, because they built it for their own su- it's, survival. It's a very Ice Age-esque mindset, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because you know he did see something. Well, he, he, they the saw same they saw like phenology and shit like that. Well, I don't this know. one's a from what this, from this little thing from Cecil Rhodes. It's just like it says like eighteen late eighteen hundreds mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. what I see it as is the whole man versus nature. They see nature sort of happening, yeah. and they were like, okay, we have yes. to make a we have to make a bid to control this. We have yeah, to make a push to, to control well, this well, nature. Well, they they always did. Remember remember when when Zeus would get mad and throw lightning bolts mm-hmm. and it would cause a forest fire. Like the they felt like nature was always against them. Yeah. They really lived between fire and ice. You know So what do I mean? you think that that could explain why so many people are against cl- uh, climate change? Would that be something? Mm, I don't know how to connect it. How are you? How are you well, I'm saying it? like th- because there's this there's this thought that we can control nature. And so when people are saying nature's kind of roaring back with these floods, and yeah. these other things and these yeah. other, you know, these other things are I going think, bad. I think for those who have a disconnect and don't see how they are just a small uh, protraction of nature. Yeah. Then if they abandon the the uh, the reality of climate change because of that, then that can contribute to it. OK, but you're, you're not you don't think that there's any sort of correlation with with the whole. I'm just I'm just throwing an way? idea I'm not, out I'm not, there. I'm not sure what. Well, just because of when we say that the Eurocentric mindset, because they came out mm-hmm. of the Ice Age and their their mm-hmm. mindset was to control nature uh-huh. to ensure that they aren't they are no longer like you uh-huh. know messed up again. But do you think that they're the form of the new form of sort of controlling nature is that saying that nature that the idea that nature is coming back and and you know the ice caps are melting and there's floods and all this weather. The new way to control it is to deny its existence. Oh, um, nah. Okay. Nah, nah. I think I think no. I think the people smart enough to know what's going on, they know well what we're doing. Okay. I think they can't overcome their own um, selfishness. I think it's a psychological malady and a maladaptation. You got billions of dollars and you still yeah. can't yeah. think These past did, yourself. They, That's what I think it is. They know exactly the what's populace going on is and, ignorant. And, so and the, but, and the populace needs yeah. to be ignorant, or yeah. because it's easier to deal with if, yeah. if people ain't shitting a brick that you yeah. know all hell's yeah. about to break loose. Because yeah. if they did, they'd be like, "Well, I don't want to buy yeah. a truck anymore." Because that's one thing <laughs> I don't want to do this. That's anymore. one yeah. thing too that you gotta always the uh they they're acting barbarically, but these are really smart people. Mm. You know what I mean? The, the people who been conquering the planet there, they 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 got deliberate about natural selection because they figured out how it worked, and they keep you know the high IQ in their ranks. But what the malady that makes them operate that way, and some people even say there's problems. There's problems amongst the global elite, like because as as always happens, the kids that are inheriting it don't give a fuck. Yeah, they don't want to keep carrying on like that. They don't see why. You know what I mean? So like you know the children of Cecil Rhodes and all those people that are uh, globally elite and can buy entire countries, economies and stuff. They don't want to carry on that much so that way anymore. So there's a there's a struggle there. 
But um, I think they're they're really smart and they're well aware that that they're wrecking the planet and it's absurd to want to go to you know another planet and explore space because they cannot over they can't slow down enough. Hmm. You can't just chill and have one Hummer. And, yeah, and and a girl be like all about where having like uh bumper stickers supporting like recycling and the environment shit mm-hmm. but she'd be just slamming bottles of fiji water and just be having uh-huh. them in a car yeah and yeah. there's a lot yeah. of social implications yes. that go along with fiji water mm-hmm. in particular because the locals don't benefit yeah from they don't it, benefit from it at all yeah. all this other shit but th- i think that that's yeah. an overreaching phenomenon as well as like this faux social consciousness yeah that, that is even more blinding than the blatant just disregard Blatant. It's almost more dangerous. It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I, feel yeah, it like, is. I feel like I can, I can reason with blatant disregard. Yeah. I feel like I can reason, yeah. possibly appeal to somebody's sensibilities, but arbitrarily taking it on as like an attribute, like a little faux attribute. Yeah. Yeah. How, how okay. do you address that shit? To so yeah. Yeah. now that we're talking about this, you know, I, I want to shift it back to race. And so I want to talk about the woke movement. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, or not even so much the woke movement, the, the concept of oh they're an ally, mm-hmm. right? And I, how, um, you know, we're, I, I I sort of see a lot of the people that that act as allies as the people that's the person that's sitting in the car drinking the Fiji water, thinking they're doing a good thing, but they're actually doing a lot more damage than yep. what they what they come off as is doing. And I had this yeah. conversation with one of my friends the other day, where they were saying like we were just talking about a lot of those people a lot of white people that shit on other white people thinking that it's like somehow helping black people oh, or something yeah. like and that it, and, 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 and it's like whoa whoa and overwhelmingly people of color of all colors yes. do not prefer to stir I don't, up yeah. white people like that like, i don't it's like not when necessary. white people are shitting like, on other white people white, i don't like white it white it's like shit is gross yeah it's yeah. fucking gross yeah man. yeah and, and, and in many yeah. cases it comes off as insincere as well exactly it's mm-hmm. like you don't have to you don't have to to shit on other people or make this like mm-hmm. fake attempt to sort of like be on my level or something mm-hmm. like that to get my respect. I just want you to be yourself. And so mm-hmm. I can I can in a weird way appreciate the open racist than I can the person who's like I just I, fuck white people, man. They, we're oh, so yeah. stupid. Oh yeah. We're so this is like I, I think come on. Killer oh, yeah. Mike. Killer Mike said it. Michael Render said it, and you know I love Michael Render and some of the shit that comes out of his mouth. But he said we need fewer allies and more co-conspirators. Yes, yeah, that I mean because that makes a sense. co-conspirator ain't there to, to say shit. Yeah, it ain't there to why, uh, ain't there to prove anything to that's, you. That's right. That's right. I, I feel the same way, and I um I've I've went through growing pains with like uh, not lifelong, but friends. I've been, people I've been friends with for a long time. It's like the other end of the thing I have to do with people I work for. I got to teach them. I have to do this little fight up front. And then if I have friends uh, that I don't meet at a contentious level like that, later on I have to like kind of check them on that liberal stuff. Mm. It, it always happens because as soon as I decide to start being uh, anything more like concerned with myself as a black guy, then they're uncomfortable because they're, they're, not, they're not familiar with how 
yeah. unusual it is for them to be uncomfortable. I went through it through all with all my friends. They repeat, like Mark, repeat what you just said there they, about they, them being uncomfortable. They, they've never had to be uncomfortable systemically and for long for like every day of the week. You know what yes. I mean? And they they don't know how unfamiliar they are with being uncomfortable. So when mm. it happens, it's like the, a, a really really crazy reaction you get. And I've went through that with a lot of my. Um, liberal college friends you know they're really really good people and uh, you just like it's just a transition as soon as i decide like when i was you know backpacking around mark twain listening to the black keys and wearing a nirvana shirt i was i was cool but soon as a little bit after college and i started saying hmm let me let me pay attention to this because you know me i started with breaking apart christianity went east then made my way back around right so I wasn't interested in in knowledge of self until it kept showing up. Like I'm like, people are really like this. Like this this old man's really racist. So then I said, all right, let me look at this. You know what I mean? And that was late in life. You know, when I started after Boys and Girls Club, mm-hmm. then I started getting serious about that stuff. And when I did that, it wasn't cool anymore because mm. they they weren't they weren't comfortable. You know, some of my some of my, my good friends. And so um, I agree with you guys. That's the most dangerous. Is that sort of I guess. Liberal, I guess is what you call it sometimes, but that that individual that thinks they know what's better and they think they're advocating, man, they're super yeah. dangerous. And it makes and, and it makes and they and, and they are the motherfucking worst. frail about that shit. Too. Yeah, yeah. Let you check one of them. Yeah, yeah. they'd be the worst. They, they're ones. like, how dare yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're racist. Oh my, like, yeah. like a they're legit redneck motherfucker would be like, what did I say that was racist? Just yeah. explain it to. Yeah, they yeah. they ready to burn your ass to the ground. Yeah, yeah. that's why when when I see a lot of people. People, white, black, white, or uninformed black. Well, everyone's uninformed. When they start talking about these these topics and trying to frame themselves up as allies to the cause, mm-hmm. as I do my air quotes, I'm like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And you it's, all it's, talk. And I just stay quiet or I leave the room, and I'm just like, I can't listen to this, man. It, and all these people are just milking it. They're just buy. They're just soaking it all in. And it's like you don't want to really hear it how it is, and, man. And again, mm-hmm. and again, it is it is very much a certain ilk of the liberal base. Yeah. And and again, I'm leftist as fuck. Like mm. I'm I'm a democratic socialist, with the exception, you know, I enjoy firearms and shit. I always say, you know, mm-hmm. I'm being redundant as fuck, but I always say I'd be a libertarian mm-hmm. if the world was perfect. Yeah. And okay. uh, but you know, I'm doing social work, so I, you know I, that. That's my subjective belief system, but uh, God, motherfucking damn it, mm-hmm. uh, I kind of lost my train of thought. To be quite honest, it's okay. It's okay. God, yeah, we were talking about how the, that liberal type, oh, if you will, is kind of the worst. A- absolutely, I'm I'm as far left as you can get in many cases, and you could argue that that gun rights is a intrinsic part of being far left because you're able to protect your own utility in some way, um, at least from my viewpoint. Mm-hmm. But some of the liberals, man, if you disagree with them, are ready to write you the fuck off immediately. Yeah, man. Yep. And there's no solidarity as a result of it on yep. the left. Yeah. They, if they, you don't agree, are you racist? They you butcher their own. In many cases, it's hyperdiligence by yeah. by white people about shit that like they're speaking on behalf of somebody else. This white savior bullshit. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, there are well intentioned people doing this kind of thing. But uh, honest to God, I 
I have a bigger problem with that group than somebody that is a ignorant Trump supporter. Mm-hmm. And I say mm-hmm. ignorant. That mm-hmm. is the key. If, if you know yeah. very well what's going on and you too. just and you just with it, yeah, kiss my ass. But if you're ignorant, like you've been hoodwinked on this shit, I can work with you. I agree, mm-hmm. man. I don't know why it's so hard to tolerate that type. I know exactly what you're talking about. I don't. I go. Of course, I run into it a lot at work for the same reasons. They gotta see me over here. You know what I mean? Now, surely you can't give advice to this this dev. I, nah, my programming degree doesn't mean anything. I don't know why. What mm. I have to have the pocket protector or whatever, because that's what I find them doing. I don't see they make this pitch to show you right away I'm not racist and I'm like on your side, and it doesn't have any effect but to annoy or insult you every time. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't ever even see them pull it off well. Yeah. I'm like you couldn't think of nothing better to say to that. Like you surely you said this a bunch of times. You yeah, know? you couldn't fa- find a better little pitch to show them. Like, Just be yourself. Yeah, all right, you know. And um, uh, I, I run into a lot at work because they not only are so selfishly interested in showing you who they want you to think they are. They they seem to have you figured out too. Yep. They seem to have you figured out all the way too, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh you know what I appreciate? I appreciate a motherfucker that'll say some risky shit. I appreciate somebody that 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 is not really that they're not trying to prove anything, but they'll be like I'm going to just say some risky-ass shit to these motherfuckers mm-hmm. right here because I appreciate the attempt. I always yeah. appreciate the fucking attempt when it comes to yep. those types of things. And but. the person that does that when, when I was younger was always you, Mark. And you you would the risky thing that you would say to people is you'd be like, well, why do you think that? <laughs> you would just do that. And, and like it's so in an age where... And people are like, oh. Yeah, yeah. If Mark makes you try to defend How something... How question me? And I, I think that you're that you're asking it out of like true wonder, but I also think there's a little bit of the troll there because I remember when you would do it to people online, especially as you were talking about uh, religion and stuff like that. When people would say something, you, your simple like your simple response would be like, "Why do you why do you think that?" And then you just see people fall apart when they're having to like yeah. this like yeah. people literally will slit their own throat if you yeah. ask them to defend this thing that they would a lot of times will go in and yeah. explain expect like thinking that they're saying the right thing and they're saying it so well that no one would question mm-hmm. why mm-hmm. like when I if if people talk about anything with race or if they're talking about sexism and women issues like I've here and there been like why do you why do you think it's like that and to see people fall apart. Mm-hmm. It's nuts. It's nuts. You're, it's just like it doesn't mean because you're saying it, and, and yeah. you have some like, you know, some grand. It's usually like, parroting. It's parroting some, something yeah. that yeah. someone else has told yeah. them, and, and it elicited opinions. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and and more than likely, it's just the words that are associated with some sort of pathological response. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember. I I didn't. I never knew that something you you noticed because yeah because I didn't <laughs> learn to deal with it. So again, I was pretty old, man, I mean, like twenty six or something, because it would get me in trouble. But I thought what I was doing was saying. Well, you know this because you and I did mm-hmm. together. You know, I was like, let's walk through it. Let's investigate yeah. together. Walk it backwards. That's all I was interested in. If you're that serious about it, yeah, you know, because sometimes those people are sharing perspectives that have a big effect on how they interact. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's a lot to carry because I'm still open. Yeah, I'm open to learn more about myself or find out what ignorant, stupid stuff I do. Because I'm I always say to people all the time, like I'm black guy from Bowling Green, Kentucky. Like, you give me. Five minutes, I'll blame everything on white people in Illuminati. <laughs> like, and I you know, say white people in Illuminati? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. 
Because because I know it's bullshit, right? Yeah. I know how much uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. It's it's silly, but I stay open to to learn. Like like I said, now this one uh, manager of mine, uh, the director I'm dealing with now, that we're going through that. He's the complete opposite of me at the level of his sensibilities, and he doesn't know how much of that has to do with what our growing pain. We're gonna be fine, but I'm interested in knowing. Like he interprets me in a really surprising way. But I also want to know that, you know, I am a girl boy from Kentucky. Maybe I do come across crass mm. in in the meetings and stuff. Because what his feedback to me is always like, I was like, that's what you got out of there? He's like, yeah, you said this to this guy. And this guy is on that level. And this guy's that he don't need you to say it. And I'm seeing what it is, is actually he's uncomfortable being corrected or out-talked or out-thought yeah. by someone he thinks is in a different class. Because he's legit, like, at Scroft, fell into the gap, couldn't climb out, Nordstrom Rack, tennis camp in the summer kind yeah. of dude. Like, he's, like, the real deal prep. As far mm-hmm. as I get a real... I don't know what his background is, but that's what I get from him. And I want to say to him, I know I can't say it directly, but eventually I'll unwrap, unwrap it that that's really all it is, dude, is this, I don't appease your sensibilities, but what's most interesting about our dynamic between us is how important it is for me to appease your sensibilities mm. i don't think you get it that this is a what i would want to think is a dispassionate vocation i'm in here like prove my theory wrong and just like a scientist i'll be like thanks man i didn't know i, I, I thought i set the server up right damn i'm gonna go back and learn more these guys are all on some well the way you said that and you threw me under the bus i'm like three under the bus it's a yeah. P1, and it's costing us $1,000 a minute. Verizon's finding us yeah. every 60 seconds that we don't correct this. And you're talking about your feelings? like P1 is priority one. Yeah, so. yeah, something's blown up, <laughs> yeah, something and we got to fix it right yeah. now. And they call Mark Twain because yeah. they, they know Mark Twain's available, mm. and Mark Twain's going to fix it. But I got to capitulate to these goofballs who are the owners of set platforms. And the whole problem is they're simply not as competent as you think you are. they yeah. are. They just talk well. Mm-hmm. And they look like you. And you know what I mean? I'm like, it's not even a big deal to me. Let's just fix the thing. And that always surprises me. You know what I mean? Because it's not, we haven't even got to, I think, um, we're not dancing yet. We're still working through all the bullshit that's up in front of us. You know what I mean? God. God. We, guys, we can we can go forever. We really could go forever. But I want to save more for just another episode. You know, I, and I think we've we've hit a really good point. We've talked about a ton of different Things within yeah, the black community, and, just being and, black. And we it is just we went all place. over the place, yeah. and I love it because I wanted. Yeah, I truthfully, I wanted shit. a conversation like this, and it we was hard for some, me to be like, okay, how do we uncomfortable anthropology for yeah, some of did. y'all to have to hear? But yeah, we did. It's legit anthropology. If you have a problem with it, look up on EBSCO Host, yes, or Google Scholar. There, it, there are papers published yes. on this specific motherfucking thing. Yes, now you should get the book about yes, Michael please. Bradley. Oh, yeah. Called the Iceman Inheritance. Iceman Inheritance. I got the rest of it. What it's called? Yeah. A prehistoric sources of Western man's racism, sexism, and aggression. Uh, yeah, you should get that book. I keep like four or five copies of it at all times. That's awesome. Because I'm just I'll throw yeah. it in people's desks. Yes. And they don't know I put it there. <laughs> they're just like, they're like what the? Yeah, oh, I, I drop it on. Oh people. God, I did something wrong. Yeah. Satan put this here. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, do we have any shoutouts or anything like that? You, Chris. Uh, Shout out to Tyler Young, who is not the same Tyler Young that was arrested. I already wrote in the podcast notes. Hey, but I Tyler, I'm not giving you more attention. So I just, just I just want to point out the Tyler Young that I'm lauding right now is not the same uh, Tyler Young that's a probation officer that got arrested for doing some sketchy ass shit. Yeah. 
They're uh, both son he, of a bitches, but one of them is a good son absolutely, of a bitch, and the other one, one yeah, is a, one of them, one of them is a son of a bitch for good. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but he uh, placed third in mm-hmm. South Carolina. He had a strongman competition there. Mm-hmm. Placed third out of a real fucking stack field, is my understanding. He actually tied for second, but lost the count back. Okay, okay. But uh, shout out to him. Good effort. Really proud of you, Tyler. Yeah, really proud. Um, of you. Who else we got? Uh, I want to give a shout out to Juicy. Okay. Juicy's been, uh, I mean, active as can be in Glasgow, trying to spread the word. He's also been trying to win some kind of little, like, fitness competition and lose a bunch of weight. So he's been shedding, like, a pound a day. That's awesome. Tyler is helping also with his business, uh, Great Ape Fitness, or Great Ape Performance. Performance, yes. Uh, he's been helping a whole lot of folks. I think he's got pretty much a full roster of clients right now. But That's beautiful. He's been helping Bryce out so Bryce can uh, win this little fitness. That's why he said he's coming for me. Yeah. All right. He now is. I gotta. He turn is coming it up. for you. That's you, fine. And you better not count Juicy out. He has a low center of gravity and he's surprisingly <laughs> nimble. <laughs> he's surprisingly nimble. <laughs> Hell yeah, he is. I swear <laughs> to God, you should see him move. When we ran track together, we had him in the third heat because we didn't have enough people. Yeah. And we ran him against. There were like three or four other people. It was. It was like him and yeah. three or four white dudes, and he just dusted. <laughs> <laughs> he fucking was gone, and we were hollering at the crowd. That's so awesome. shout out to Glasgow High School for yeah. being named one of the not best high schools in the United States. But oh, it's, it's not like we didn't already motherfucking know that Get out. Shit. Anyway, <laughs> Mark, do you have anyone that you'd like to send a shout out to or anything like that? Uh, no, not not in... Um, Directly, not in particular, you know. Okay. So, um, uh, uh, Elizabeth and Joku, I never told her congratulations. Oh yeah, man, this, she this takes winter. her test. Uh, she, yeah, she gra- she graduated yeah. uh, in December, and then she takes her okay. nursing exam, the NCLEX, on Thursday. Okay. So yeah, you know she was in class with my nephew Jared. Yep. And, like yep. there and sent. So I saw did he end up passing his? Or yeah, he, okay, he passes, good, good. Yeah, and so he's at whatever the next stage is. That's so. good. Proud of everyone. Yeah. And so yeah. now we're all on edge. We're just like, oh god, yeah. you know, like just pass the test. And so we're 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 That's going dope, a little bit crazy. Man. Yeah. Do you guys yeah. want to talk about empty bowls? Yeah, man, that was such a fun event. Um, guys, we had a really, really, really good time. Yeah. Uh, that was our first time really uh, taking a step in, in what I call real you know, community involvement and, and really doing something and, positive. And, and I'm going to put y'all on some real shit. Mm-hmm. If you ever have soup or any kind of like um, low viscosity oh God, liquid in a serving pan and you're moving it on a cart... Don't let Brandon move Put it, it on the cart. sideways on the cart. Because the force creates a wave if you put it long ways. But man, it looked and the wave cool. it looked pretty cool. It looked dope. It looked dope as fuck. I saw Brandon going down the hallway and that wave was just like I said, turn that bitch sideways. He turned it sideways and he was like I've got it under control. And he just disappeared. But yeah, empty bowls was dope. We had a whole lot of people come out and volunteer and yes. uh, um, just some good people. We'll be out there again next year. And uh, if any of you guys out there listening can think of an event that some big ignorant bitches like ourselves could be of some utility, give us a shout. Yes, and yes, absolutely, them. absolutely. Um, I've got uh, obvious our shout out uh, to um, Josh Biggs and Fuel Nutrition. Um, they're 
they keep expanding and it's freaking beautiful. And again, I can't emphasize enough how much of an uppity bitch I am about food. Yes. And it's actually incredibly fucking good. Yes. It's really good. They keep it simple. They keep it simple, but it's perfectly executed every time. And with all your macros being written there on the, on the food containers, you know exactly what's going into your body. And so it makes it easy to calculate. It's the same price as if you was to go, if you was go swing through the fast food restaurant, it's the same price. Exactly. You cannot beat that. You cannot beat that. Um, I also want to give a shout to Bartley. I think the Arnold is coming up. When is the Arnold uh, Classic? It's next week, I think. Or it might be this week. I I thought it was coming up. Yeah, it's very, very soon. Either way. I'm bad, man. I don't remember. Well, I mean, I've been seeing his prep. He's looking really good. So I want to give a shout to him. Uh, Ricky is fighting when? Ricky's got a fight here in March, right? He does have a fight. Okay, in March. so because I've been remember. seeing the his fight prep and everything, so we want to wish him good luck and yeah, that's and War good Jones and everything. Yes, uh, Ricky, that's War Jones on his Instagram. Is that what it is? I think so. Yeah, okay. uh, Ricky War Jones Jr. So very very excited, uh, guys. Oh, oh also, uh, I'd like to give a shout out to Terrell White. Mm-hmm. Again, he's amping up his uh, bid at doing some physique work cool. and some personal training, some online instructing. Nice. Nice. inspirational shit on the side whatever um he is at uh tw weights lift me cool. on ig so nice, give nice. him a fucking follow he's cool. a good dude all right guys i really appreciate your time and attention uh i hope that we've been able to give you guys really good and solid content i know we've gone in different directions with all the different uh guests that we've had on talking about things uh, dealing with black history and i hope you all understand that there's so much more and it, to black history and world history in general and may i say yes if, if you're white and you inbox us angry like feel like we're being racist against you you just effectively proved our point <laughs> no <laughs> look we're not we're not shitting on anyone but it's just like what we it's just like what we say with the with the idea of the salumist it's it is like making sausage and the shit is uncomfortable and sometimes you've got to be it's there's a fucking airplane flying over the house cool so there is it's it's uncomfortable and you have to address things and you have to be critical of every single element in it if you're going to make the good sausage and it's, and, and and let us say i think generally everything that was presented was framed up in terms of being a theory everybody yeah, here is saying this is we're being objective. Yeah, man. Yeah, and we're willing no, to be wrong. Everybody yes, exactly. in this room is willing to be wrong, and that's part of growth. Yes, and that that is part of the problem is that everyone is scared to be wrong. Oh, bitch. And so, yeah, exactly. And so uh, I keep telling everyone that Black History Month is not like the McDonald's commercials. True Black History Month is not like the McDonald's commercials where it's all happy Martin Luther King on a cup he does with a keep quote or something like that. that. It's yeah, it's not. It's not. And it needs we need to if, if we're going to have a Black History Month that I think is one worth enjoying and one worth learning, then we have to get there somehow. And to get there, it's got to be by facing a lot of this stuff head on and talking about some real shit and really taking the time that we've taken. It's, it is a two-hour conversation. You know, it's, it could be a much longer conversation, but it's something that you have to find the energy and find the time to discuss if you're even halfway serious about it. So again, thank you all for your time. Thank you all for your attention. Hit us up on Instagram at the Salumist Podcast. 
Uh, hit us up on Facebook. Go to the website, www. Go buy one of these dope-ass hats. Yes, yes. I actually just put up a new uh, Overcome hat for ladies. I had We had someone that It's got asked, butt cheeks on it. It doesn't have butt cheeks on it. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a cool little cap. Uh, Damn it! Yeah, I know. I tried butt cheeks, but uh, just it didn't fit well on the head. Uh, but, That's uh, not true. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the hats look really, really good. And uh, they come in uh, different colors. There's like a blue, there's a pink, there's a khaki color. Yeah. But it's a different material of like the trucker hat that we that I have. And I like that one just because you can sweat in it and be disgusting in it. And it looks cool when you're working out. So, <laughs> uh, again, we're out. Thank you all. And uh, that's it. Thank you. Peace.